This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Well, 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 well. This should be very, very interesting. Uh, it is. Here's the one thing I know. It's 6.08 a.m. I know that I have no control over the volume in the music that we're hearing. You okay. don't have any headphones. No, I have no headphones. Neither do you, Nick McElwain. Wait, now um, I have headphones. Your mic, I have turned on, Nick, but it's on to something completely different on the board in case he's not in the studio. I think he's going crazy running around trying to get everything back up yeah, and running. Yeah, so he's coming in here. All right. All right so, Casey, and and welcome, everyone, welcome. to the Press and Steve Show. I have no control over the volume here. They have no headphones. Okay, I do well, have headphones well, here, now. Here's the fun part. Yeah. Uh, it's because that's four, and and you're you're playing with uh, three, so you got to turn three on. It, it still doesn't it's work. Still not doing anything. Yeah, so. This is great. <laughs> this just I um love it when we get back from a nice long weekend. I don't know well, where Kathy is on the board. Uh, I don't know any of this over stuff. There. Well, should be four on access. I don't know. Hey, Kathy, can you hear me? No, we don't. Okay, so the other thing is, I don't know which setting we're supposed to be on. I don't know if we're supposed to be in normal Zeta or COVID nineteen Zeta. Why don't we? Should we play a song? I say let's play a song. Let's get recalibrated. And and and, and a couple of these things, the only things you can find out when you're live on air. Sadly, let me just do something. And we're just gonna do a the music. Okay, now things sound weird to me, but I have control over the volume now. All right, now we might not have. Kathy. I'm going to uh, turn this down here. a little bit here because so we can get a little more intimate. If, if it's any consolation, yeah. it sounds fine in my headphones now. Okay. Mine doesn't. Yeah. Uh, you, Nick has headphones now. But Do I have a so, microphone? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have a mic now. Uh, so when we when we leave the studio, yes, uh, things happen. They have to come in here and they have to reconfigure our mixing console. And sometimes they don't put it back the way it used to be. And then you come in and everything is all reconoinkered, I think is the Conoinkered. The doohickeys are not aligned. And what happens is, yeah. Preston, the only way to find out that they're not conoinkered, as you say, is to actually go live on air. We yes. Have now. Oh, we have Kathy now. We have Kathy. Kathy, you there? No, we don't have Kathy. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. hypothetically, we have her. Well, yes, we'll always have yeah. her. You know, in our know hearts and in our minds. Yes, exactly. I was going to say uh, spiritually. So hey, listen, okay. we need to. <laughs> do you want me to get out of the way? I do need to keep talking. I know, Casey, no, I know that. I know. going from one side of the board to the other. He goes it, behind It me. actually looks like musical chairs. <laughs> keep moving around. <laughs> keep the music playing and then stop it and see who gets in the chair. Oh, goodness. All right, we're getting there. Casey's doing a good job. Okay. Yeah. I'm doing it. it How was your weekend, Steve? It was damn good, actually. We may as well talk about something, right, other than mechanical things. Did you find yourself wiped out this weekend? I was was tired. I was very tired. Very much so. Actually, I got walloped with a migraine uh, on Saturday. And, uh, yeah, and that led into yesterday as well. So I was... Not a fun weekend for me personally, but I did get a decent amount of sleep, so that was okay. I wonder if Kathy's there. I wonder if she can hear Kathy, Romano, can you hear me? If so, respond. Are you there? Make a noise. Rattle something. Scratch the glass. Turn the lights on. Yeah. Yeah, Go towards the light. Kathy, go towards the light. You know what we need? We need numbered tennis balls and a cord. That's what we need. (laughs) Yes. Like uh, the poltergeist. You throw Uh, them in one end, they come out of another part of the house. I just don't know what Kathy's... um, I don't know what Kathy would be here on... Okay. So the the problem is... Well, I, listen, I, a lot of people like to see behind the scenes on things, and you're you're getting it all here. Hey, Casey, did you do... Uh, did you guys do traffic earlier? Uh, we did do traffic earlier. And it worked? Yeah, but... It, did it work? Okay, yeah, but were you in the it, other studio? No, no, we was were it here. Accurate? 
Okay. But we couldn't we couldn't control anything, and I don't know what we're supposed to be in. So work. I don't okay. know what I don't know if Kathy's on a brick or if she's on four iron access. This information was never. I, I was I was never made aware of the situation. Right, right. So I normally, I mean, like I would have. Uh... I would have gone into a news report. I could do that, but I didn't know this was happening until... Uh, I mean, you have a general understanding of what's going on. 30 seconds before the mic came on. And we so just got a text message from uh, Nick Murphy who said, some D-head just double parked next to me. I can't get out of my spot. So Nick Murphy's stuck He's having trouble, too. <laughs> Kathy's on the hotline. I can go to her there. Let's go to her there. Yeah, yeah, while yeah, you're working on perfect. this, yeah, and yeah, we can perfect. we can do the, uh, the, the news report. Uh, Kathy, you there? <laughs> Like, what the hell is going hey. on? Well, it's not going well, Kathy. <laughs> it's not going well. Hey, Kathy, um, what are you on? Are you on a brick? I'm on the Comrex. Com- okay. Okay. But right. we just did traffic. I was, were we on the air then or no? We were, but we had no controls. So we had to, like, switch some things around. And as a result, I don't know what... Um, uh, what settings we are at right Again, now. Again, we, we established that a lot of these things can only be found out when you go live on air. So this <laughs> has all been revealed to us today like a magical mystery. So, Marissa, I'm not Marissa. Your name's Kathy. It's always been Kathy. Um, Kathy. Yeah, Marissa um, is the Can one. you do me a favor? As you're doing whatever, whether it be traffic or news or whatever, can you also, if you're going to be on the phone, can you, also, can you cook us breakfast and make sure your microphone is, is on next to you as well? Because I'm going to be tinkering the whole time. Wait, what are you asking me? Talk into the microphone and, and your, your phone, phone at the same, same time. time. Okay. Did you say phone? Probably. I'm, I'm, I'm from Delco. What do you want? I'm just trying to lighten things up a little here. Oh, my God. Uh, you know what? I could do the weather forecast. Let me see if I hit this button if anything works. Hang on a second here. Nope, doesn't. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, take a look at the weather forecast for today. From we have the winter center. Rain this morning. Uh, it's actually there it is. From the weather oh center, Wait, Preston hold, Elliott. Hold on, how did that just happen? I hit it with my mouth. Okay. Uh, all right, so anyhow, uh, we're looking at rain this morning. It's going to taper off. It's actually going to warm up a bit today as the day goes on. I have about 58 minutes tomorrow. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, it's going to cool as the day goes on. And then tomorrow we'll have sunny skies, windy, 49 degrees the high. And then Wednesday, clouds, 57. Rain to start the day on Thanksgiving. Oh, well. Uh, it's going to, and it might it might carry through the day, but the temperatures are going to be warm, like record temperatures, 61, 62 degrees. Wow. So rates are Get unseason- outside a little bit. Unseasonably warm. Yeah, take an umbrella with you if you don't mind. All right, so uh, are we going to take a look at traffic? Yeah. yeah. Let, I'm let me probably see can... just going to have to do everything from here. All right, okay. All right. See, I can't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. trigger the traffic music. Traffic music, please, Casey. Kathy, what's going on this morning in NJM and Church Group traffic? All right, we've got an accident on the Blue Route northbound at Conshohocken on the off-ramp. Uh, traffic is getting by it, uh, but just use caution there. Also on the northeast extension southbound right at the turnpike, um, we've got another accident in the left lane. So two separate accidents, uh, one on the northeast extension, one on the Blue Route, then on the Schuylkill uh, westbound, where James University to the Vine, left lane closed there. That's the construction. And then uh, at 202, the right lane is blocked with an accident. 202 southbound at 252, two lanes are blocked. That's flooding. And then south on 95, we're slow caught into bridge to that construction zone. And on the Boulevard southbound between 9th and Fox, the roadway reduced to two lanes. So they're divided, only one left lane and one right lane available. This traffic report brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Save on organic garnets, sweet potatoes, Whole Foods Market, one forty nine a pound through November 26th. While supplies last, plus Prime members save another 10%. Find more deals on the Whole Foods Market app. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, thank you, Kat. So then after this and the big production piece, you know what I realize is? 
This is this is Preston and Steve Unplugged. Yes. That's what we're doing. <laughs> like, remember those? Listen, one of the greatest Nirvana performances ever. Yeah. Unplugged. Yeah. yeah. So you're actually bearing witness to radio history today. All right. So there's usually. And now, and there it is. Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. All right. Today is Monday. Radio history of news <laughs> right over the phone. Monday, November 23rd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, despite advice from health officials against unnecessary travel, the TSA reports have screened to more than 2 million people over the last few days. At Philadelphia International Airport, about 300,000 people are expected to pass through over the weekend. While that is fewer people compared to this time last year, it's expected to be the busiest travel period since the start of the pandemic. 6ABC was at the airport and they spoke to travelers. Some said that they were tested before getting on the plane. Others were not, but said that they took other precautions, such as wearing shields, wiping down luggage, chairs and seats, and then showering immediately after travel. You know, Kathy, because you're technically a caller, you've won a copy of The Scorpion King on Blu-ray. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> does it have a digital code? It does have a digital code. But perfect, please perfect. proceed with the news. I'm sorry. The Pennsylvania Department of Health is asking all travelers to get a negative COVID-19 test before entering or returning to the Commonwealth. A spokesperson with Philadelphia International Airport said they aren't checking for tests at the airport, but they are encouraging everyone to comply with Pennsylvania's testing requirements. On Sunday morning, Dr. Anthony Fauci, one of the nation's top infectious disease experts, discouraged people from gathering with outside uh, people outside their immediate family, whether it's flying or even staying local. A, a store, store owner in, in Philadelphia, Philadelphia was shot ahead. Sorry. No, we have it. Okay, Kathy. now we have you on the microphone, Kathy. You I'll bring, yeah. Okay. So do I stay on the phone? Yeah. Hold on, let me see. Uh, we'll keep the phone there. We'll keep the phone just in case. Okay. Oh, there. I can hear you on the headphones. All right, Excellent. There we go. All right, I'm hanging nice. up on the phone because I was getting feedback. All right. Uh, this is actually a terrible story. A store owner in North Philadelphia was shot in the head while <sighs> he was closing his business on Sunday night. According to Philadelphia police, it happened at 10 p.m. on the 2400 block of Ridge Avenue. According to Chief Inspector Scott Small, a 50-year-old store owner was pulling down the security gates to close his business for the evening when he was shot. The victim was rushed to an area hospital where he's currently listed in critical condition. Police say the victim's 19-year-old daughter was also inside of the store when the shots rang out. She was not injured. It's unclear what sparked the shooting, but police obviously asking anyone with information to contact them by calling 215-686-TIPS. New COVID restrictions in Delaware and New Jersey go into effect today, and all schools in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, are ordered to go fully virtual for the next two weeks. A new restriction takes effect today in New Jersey. The outdoor gathering limit will be capped at 150 people. This is reduced from the previous limit of 500. Governor Phil Murphy's limits on indoor gatherings went into effect earlier last week. He ordered indoor gatherings to fall from 25 to 10 people. New Jersey reported 4,679 coronavirus cases on Saturday, the most since March. Murphy confirmed 15 new deaths related to the virus, a total uh, of almost 15,000 people who have died to date. Delaware Governor John Carney issued a third version to their state's COVID-19 emergency order, which goes into effect at 8 a.m. today. Under the new order. Indoor gatherings at home must be capped at 10 people. Indoor dining at restaurants will be limited to 30% of the venue's capacity or 50 people total. Indoor religious gatherings are limited to 30% capacity or up to 100 people. And face coverings must be worn inside gyms. Also starting today, all private and public schools in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, have been ordered to go virtual to help curb the spread of COVID-19. And uh, Kathy, in Delaware, they have an interesting new restriction. You can't talk to anyone with an obvious hairpiece. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, I saw I saw somebody with a hairpiece on the news the other day, and I was it was so bad. I'm like, what? I Why mean, just go bald? I know, I it's know. Okay. Maybe this is the impetus they need with this new restriction. 
The order stays in effect through December 6th. This is for the schools in Montgomery County. Uh, The hospitalization numbers in Montgomery County increased 850% uh, from mid-September. In a letter explaining the reason for the order, Montgomery County officials said the purpose for the two-week online period is to reduce the spread during peak contagion as families celebrate Thanksgiving. Uh, They said it's necessary to protect residents. In sports this morning. All right, hold on. Hang on. Should we try it? We got it. We got to put everything in place, Case. and we got to get the set. Is this ready? Uh, if you, right. I'm going to hit the button here. Okay, uh, let me. Ahead. Let me. Do you want me to do my deal? Ho ho! Oh. Hey! Oh. And then Casey, ah! Planning your summer vacation, and I need to let I need to let loose. Okay, okay so right. I'm ready. You ready? Here we go. The Browns beat the Philadelphia Eagles 22-17 yesterday afternoon in Cleveland. In the second quarter, Sione Takitaki intercepted a poor pass from Carson Wentz and returned to 50 yards for a touchdown to break a scoreless tie. Then in the third quarter, Olivier Vernon took down Wentz in the end zone for the defensive end's career-high third sack of the day. The safety put Cleveland ahead 12-7, and the Browns held on for the win. The Browns became the first defense since 1997 to produce both a pick six and a safety in multiple games in a season. Meanwhile, the Eagles lost two straight games and fall to 3-6-1, and one, but are somehow still in first place in the NFC East. They're back home this weekend and will play the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday night. In other NFC East action, Washington beat the Cincinnati Bengals 20-9, while the Dallas Cowboys beat the Minnesota Vikings 31-28. As a result, Washington, the Giants, and the Cowboys are all 3-7, while the Eagles are slightly ahead at 3-6-1. And And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you, Kath. We barely made it through that portion of the show. What's the rest of the day going to bring to you? I'd be surprised if anyone noticed anything. I think you'll have to tune in and find out. (laughs) Well, Um, for the time being, Preston, just so you know, we have to leave all these channels on. Okay. I will fire everything here. Manually. uh, Manually in the... With my mouse. Okay. And create that sound you love so much. Yeah, coming so you up and in I pot gonna... number two next, so yep. I'll keep it down just a smidge here. I right, good, we're on the same page. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, it's ha- every time we get back though, like isn't there something that can be done that like so when we get back this doesn't happen? Here's no, what I would recommend. I'm what gonna, would the fun be in that? I would say that someone from engineering, we, at least when we come back from a long way, a long after the camp out, should be at the ready in the studio here if that's not too much of an imposition. I don't know. You know uh, they've Rodney on the phone, but okay. you know those guys are all you know breaking down a small village. In a I know, and they've they've done a whole bunch of ton of work, and we get it. Yep. So uh, are, are we going to get somebody in engineering to hopefully walk? We're, us we've been this? we've been in uh, talks with uh, somebody from engineering. We're negotiating. We've, we're, we've, we've actually we uh, yeah we uh, we have done some uh, some uh, investigations. Yeah, and we're doing some interviews, and we'll see. So what's weird is like so you um. You know, between the overnight show and our show, you have to take uh, the control in this studio. We're in a different studio. We can't even do that right now. For some reason, okay. everything is still, it's for a bigger some problem. reason, under control in the other studio. We can't even get over. So I don't even know how or why we're on the air right now. It's probably magic. Okay. <laughs> I can tell you what the story is. Yeah. Ray 
Coop is a control freak. Probably, yeah. yeah, and he's he still controlling it. He just wants to control yeah. it all the time. You know it's a problem when Ray Coop starts to get angry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he was pissed this morning. And it was was he? Like, oh, yeah. Cause it's yeah, like, Ray's it, about one of the easiest going guys there is. Wait, yeah. what was he angry about? About the whole situation. Like, he was trying to figure it out, too. So he was oh, trying to help okay. Casey, and it just it's a mess. Yeah. All right, and then, uh, so, well, we're, we're, we're going to try and get this underway. We do have some stuff going on uh, today's program. Uh, Jeff Dunham is going to be joining us uh, in the 9 o'clock hour. <laughs> As if things couldn't get any worse, we're going to have Jeff Dunham on the show. Casey's <laughs> not a big fan of Jeff Dunham, so oh, great. we'll have uh, Jeff on later this morning. We have a new Word of the Week prize. It's a four-pack of tickets for uh, Winter on Broad Street, Holiday Light Spectacular, presented by Deeson Watson. Uh, which is coming up on the 29th. So we'll get you the details on that a little bit later on. Uh, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll come back and we'll get into the stupid question. And uh, I have the entertainment report. And hopefully by the end of all that, we'll have this stuff figured out. Call your friends, call your neighbors and tell them to tune, oh, yeah. tune in and yeah. see what happens next. Steve, tapers alert. As you <laughs> exactly. said before, Tapers alert. All right, we're going to take a break. We will come back in just a moment. So make sure you stay with us. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve Show podcast. Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. There's no better time to say I love you, and there's no better time to get engaged. Steven Singer's team of real experts are ready to help. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's try out a let's try a phone call. Yeah. See if we can make that work. Yeah. We're gonna do a stupid question. It. All right, so the Prize we have to give away is a fifty dollar Amazon gift card and a one month Philo subscription. So the question that I have for you is: Which U.S. president was the first to pardon a turkey? Hmm. Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know which U.S. president was the first to pardon a turkey. Call right now. I'll go through some birthdays while we're waiting for that answer. Monday, November twenty third. It's Miley Cyrus's birthday today. Oh, your favorite. My favorite of all time. Uh, Miley is uh, 28 years old. She's rocking out. She's going to release a rock album. Yes. That's the word. Yep. And I am taking a wait-and-see attitude. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? I mean, I, yeah, there's something about her that's always kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but... Discounting, you know, right? Yeah, that's part of it, the the voice thing. Uh, but she is uh, 28 today. It's also Snooki's birthday today. Snooki? Oh, yeah. Nicole Polizzi. Uh, you're, you're Muse, basically, Casey, right? You're yeah. a big Snooki fan. I liked her. Uh, she was, uh, you know, in my, like, wheelhouse of, you know, short, busty uh, <laughs> chicks. Yeah. Uh, and I followed her on Instagram for a little while, and then all she did was just trying talk about astrophysics no it's listen i'm okay with a ad here or there but it was all oh. just selling stupid stuff like skin creams and i'm like dude i'm you felt used I, well yeah. I, i'm like listen just, just put some cleavage pics uh, yeah. and, and i'm good you know but no like, i hear you a little too much <laughs> when, when they when they force it too much it's too obvious yeah you ruin it yep when the all op- you want is cleavage the authenticity yeah. you, you're almost cheapening the jersey shore show yeah mm-hmm. Uh, so she is 33 today. It's Bruce Hornsby's birthday today. Great musician. I am a massive Bruce Hornsby fan. I listen to him all the time. No kidding. Yeah, I love him in, in different iterations. There's an out. There's a song he does, Dreamland, which is one of my. Okay, everything's okay. Yeah, we'll calm down. Dreamland, beautiful song. Elton John is on it as well with him. Remember the Grateful Dead for a little while there yeah. too, uh, when their piano players started uh, dying left and right. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw uh, I saw him with uh, Melissa Etheridge. He was the. Um, she was the no. He was the lead, and she was the second. The okay. uh, yeah, the opening like the act. opening act. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bruce is I, uh, we, six. What? I don't. I 
don't have control of the uh, box. Casey's trying to bring in music to play to go along with it. He's got like, uh, the way it is from Bruce Hornsby. No, right. it's, it's not working. All right, so Bruce Hornsby is 66 today. Um, Bruce Valanche. All Bruce's. Yeah, lots of Bruce's birthdays. I wonder how many times Bruce Valanche gets booked accidentally for a Bruce Hornsby gig. They imagine he shows up, (laughs) and there he is. They have a piano all set, and all he's got is his red glasses. We had him in the the, uh, studio. He's a nice guy. Yeah, it was a very nice guy. Uh, Great comedy writer, and, uh, you you know, he's visually, he's got his own look. Uh, And when he was on Hollywood Squares, he'd fit right in. He's uh, 72 today. Robin Roberts yes. of Good Morning America, one of the co-anchors. She was uh, a former, um, she was a college ball player, was she not? She was an athlete, yeah, I yeah. know that. Um, I don't know her history. She had a couple bouts with cancer, which she beat. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, she turns uh, 60 years old today, so a big birthday for her today. Uh, Sally Richardson, I had to look her up, and I saw in her credits Antoine Fisher. Yeah. <clears throat> and when I pulled her up, I knew exactly who she was. She played Denzel Washington's wife in that film. Uh, she's also in uh, Biker Boy. She's been in a few things here and is stunningly beautiful. She woman. is. Uh, she turns 53 years old today. And then the last birthday I saw is actor Vincent Cassell, another guy I had to look up. Uh, but I know him from the Ocean's 13 movie. I don't know who he was. It says here is credit he has his Shrek, but I don't know who he was in that movie. He's 54. And I missed one. Nick brought up a really good one. Chris Hardwick, our oh, buddy. Hey. Uh, has a birthday today. He's a great guy, man. Uh, he turns 49 today, I believe. Yes, sir. And yeah. uh, he was, last time we talked to him, wow. Fantastic. Great conversation. And and t- completely tied into all our nerd stuff. In fact, yeah. started a whole uh, empire based on nerddom. But uh, he, uh, he was actually, he's one of these people in the, there was a documentary made about the President Steve Show, Preston. Yes. And he appears in it, if you remember. Mm. Wait a minute. A documentary about our show. Remember, there was a guy who was following us around, t- making yeah. a documentary about the show. And the day he came in, Chris Hardwick was an in-studio guest. I didn't know that. So I think Chris Hardwick knew us for about eight minutes. And did the um, did the documentary ever surface? I, I think uh, it did. I think it, it, did. it did. It like aired at a theater in Ardmore. Oh, that like. one. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Because there was one about the Camp Out for Hunger one time. Different, yeah. That kind of went nowhere, too. Right. And I was like, whatever happened to that? So if you're a documentarian, stay away from us. Please. Yeah. Clearly. It clearly yeah. is the path to ruin. All right. And we'll head down the path to ruin and try to take a phone call. Let's see if this works. Which U.S. president was the first to pardon a turkey? 215-263-WMMR. I will go to, <laughs> let's try Andy for the answer. Andy, good morning. Good morning. Hi, Andy. What's your answer? Abraham Lincoln? Nope, incorrect. Uh, All right, let me go next to uh, Justin. Hey, Justin, how you doing? No, that's... Sorry, wrong button. Yeah. But, you know, that that's makes sense for today, yeah. Justin, are you there? <laughs> Jason, all right, What's uh, what president uh, was first to pardon a turkey? Uh, Ronald Reagan? No, incorrect, sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry, bro. Let me go to Jason. Hi, Jason, you're on the air. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Sorry, Jason, what president? I'm going to go Kennedy. Kennedy's correct. Yay! Well done, Jason. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. And we're going to set you up with a $50 Amazon gift card and a one-month Philo subscription. Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas is TV's biggest holiday movie tradition and the perfect gift to make your season bright. Now through December 25th, you can catch all new original holiday movie premieres and holiday movies 24-7 when you sign up for Philo, uh, the most affordable way to watch live and on-demand TV from more than 50 channels, including Hallmark Channel, Nickelodeon, and more. Speaking of movies, at the box office this weekend, number one again was Freaky, uh, the movie with Vince Vaughn. 
uh, followed up by War with Grandpa, Let Him Go, Come Play, The Santa Claus, number six was Honest Thief, then you had Vanguard, Tenet, uh, Fate, uh, slash Stay the Night. Right. And Elf was so, number 10. The what's kind of interesting is that uh, some of these movies that you assume are being released to both theaters and streaming at the same time are being released exclusively to theaters. Yeah, And like you have to, you know, now they'll appear in short enough order on television and streaming, but I, I think you would want to cover your bases, wouldn't That's you? why the number one movie made $1.2 million <laughs> at the box office. <laughs> Here you go. Nationally. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. yes, exactly. So, not doing too well. Um, so, in, the, in a pre-recorded speech... Taylor Swift accepted Artist of the Year at last night's American Music Awards. She thanked her fans and apologized for not being there, stating that she was in the studio re-recording her old music. Uh, of course, you know, because her master tapes were sold recently. Right, right. Well, to- Scooter Braun is the yeah. guy, I guess, who, who uh, they had this big battle back and forth. Yeah. It was ter- it like seems like it's so terrible. So she just has to re-record the entire album and then she can re-release it. Correct. Wow. So she and and of course they want to get it as exactly as possible to the original recording, which is not a real easy thing to do. But because you- I heard her say that there's she's going to have like some surprises on there. So I okay. guess it has to be it must have to be different in some way. Well, stop and think about right? it. If you, if you're if you're a Taylor so. Swift fan. And you've already purchased a lot of this stuff. This might this might be like um, I don't know. Is is it a case of Taylor Swift Plus, as you're saying, Kathy, that there's going to be some like perks and things to have the the, the, the new editions? That's what I heard over the weekend that, right. that she said there'll okay. be some surprises on there. All right. Uh, the show opened with uh, Justin Bieber. Uh, so he did a dramatic performance of Lonely and Holy, or is it Holly? I don't know. Oh, it's, it's Holy. Holy. Okay. And uh, listen, I'm way out of my element on this guy. You're so, so holy, 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 holy. He, he was, I know it because of my son. He was then joined by Sean Mendez, who came back in the second hour of the show to perform again. Bieber won in three categories. Favorite male artist, favorite country song. Country song? Yeah, that wild. And ca- collaboration of the year. Uh, the latter two he shared with Dan and Shay, who also picked up favorite country duo. Isn't it wild that, I mean, that, that Bieber still got some relevance? Yeah. Also winning three AMAs was The weekend, uh, Performed and accepted while wearing a large white bandage that covered nearly his entire head and face. And it was never <laughs> mentioned on the show, which was confusing. However, fans online assumed that it was part of a promotion for his album in which he sports a bloodied nose on the cover. It would have been cool if he took it off and he was Caitlyn Jenner. I would be great. Surprise! Yeah. Good mass singer. <laughs> Good nose me. Yeah, how about that, huh? <laughs> uh, Doja Cat. Took home new artist and favorite soul R&B female artist. Grumpy uh, Cat was in the In Memoriam section. Okay. Yeah. Grumpy Cat? Yeah. Poor thing. Uh, BTS performed from Korea yeah. and won favorite social artist and favorite group. I saw that. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> and from the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles, uh, host Taraji P. Henson danced on st- onto the stage with a medley of songs including Let's Go Crazy by Prince excerpts uh, for life-size cutouts of artists like Beyonce, Stevie Nicks, and Dolly Parton. Uh, the downstairs of the theater was empty. Uh, let's see. Did I say excerpts? Except for is what I meant to say. <laughs> doesn't really matter. <laughs> that doesn't at this no, point. No. no one watched. Nobody cares. Small groups of the, uh, the, from the same families were allowed in the balcony, socially distanced. They were all wearing masks and COVID tested. Why uh, don't they just pref- do this thing at the Great Hall of Presidents and put pop star masks on all the presidents? That's a great right? idea. Right? Disney, I yes. saw on Lincoln, you put a Doja Cat face. They're not real. Right. So, yeah. The weekend could right. be, you know, like um, 
I don't know. Millard Fillmore. Who knows? <laughs> Millard Fillmore. Why not? <laughs> uh, so Henson called it our small but mighty COVID-free audience. <laughs> the only rock-flavored thing I saw on the entire list of all the winners uh, was alternative rock artists that went to 21 Pilots. Everything else, even the pop rock categories. There was nothing rock. Yeah, there was not, like, nothing. Nothing. Not even close. Dua Lipa, one favorite pop rock song. Hey, Preston, was there any recognition for the passing of Eddie Van Halen? Don't know. Okay. Don't know. Didn't watch it. I mean, well, yeah, yeah but I mean, like, that would be a way to acknowledge that rock music yeah. exists. Yeah. They, you know? Well, to that point, Nick, so we talked about the importance or the possibility of Miley Cyrus scoring some sort of traction with a rock-flavored album. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe that's Maybe that's... Just around the corner. In a tribute to Millard Fillmore. <laughs> we'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, in a tribute to Millard Fillmore <laughs> and Eddie Van Halen, hot for president. <laughs> hot for president? That <laughs> <laughs> was a From Doja Cat. <laughs> wow. Doja Cat. All right. Um, some other stories outside of that. Uh, during Friday's episode of Red Table Talk, Will Smith. Sat down with clinical psychologist Dr. Ramani Durvasula uh-huh. to reveal why he had decided to end his feud with Janet Hubert, who played Aunt Viv on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, he and Hubert ended uh, talked. Smith and Hubert ended uh-huh. talked about their issues. <laughs> ended oh talked about. Oh my God! Do they even check this? I, mean, I read this earlier. But I know, anyhow. but it's still you're bleary eyed. It's not your. He's not his fault. Talk, he's tired when he comes in. Is talk. it? Um, there's grammar check too, right? Not just. No, spell they don't check. have that. Okay. Or spell check. Talked about their issues on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion, which aired last week on HBO Max. Talk he, about your check spell. Yes. He said, "I had a feud, a war of words yeah. that I've been in with uh, someone that I'd." that I never thought would get resolved. I really couldn't see myself celebrating without dealing with this. Uh, he admitted that he needed Janet's approval, and he had felt threatened after he didn't get it. This was back in the earlier days of the show. So he, he, he had, after watching a clip of his talk with Janet, he told the doctor, my father was violent in my house. So a part of the whole creation of Will Smith, the joking, fun, silly thing, was to make sure that my father was entertained enough and make sure that my father wouldn't hurt my mother or anyone else in the house. So, that plucks a childhood space of inadequacy. I would perform and dance and tell jokes. People laughing and having fun was my defense mechanism. I can see that. And he said, Janet was Juilliard trained. She can dance. She can sing. She can act. She's brilliant. And she was in the parental figure. So, my little boy desperately needed her approval. He said, I felt threatened. At that point in my career, Fresh Pencil Bel Air... Really saved my life. I had a few years in the music business, but I had lost all my money. I didn't pay taxes. I was in debt with the IRS, $2.8 million to be exact. I had just flopped an album, and Fresh Prince represented life. So, on the little boy level with Janet, I needed Mommy to think I was great. And once I realized that she didn't, my dragon woke up, he said. I watched a little bit of it. I'm definitely going to finish it. I just didn't have time. It's really interesting, the whole story and, and how he even got the job. And it, it was actually done really well. I liked it. Kathy, what was your takeaway from her? What was... Um... Did she I didn't seem- see the. I didn't see this part. I must have not gotten to it yet. It's really just um, I, uh, the beginning where they're kind. You know, they've they've reunited. They start talking about their auditions and you know the first. Um, you know, the, just starting to getting into the role and how it was originally supposed to be Will Smith and uh, the guy that played. Um, 
you know, uh, what was his name? Carlton? Phil, uh, no, the dad. Oh, okay, the yeah. uncle. The uncle. James Avery. Uh, James Avery. Um, and how it was supposed to be the interactions between them. But then uh, when uh, Carlton came into the show and they saw the rapport and the, the chemistry that Will Smith had with him and how that sort of, um, you know, they made that a thing because it was so good. Did they talk uh, about b-ball? They did not talk about people. Okay. At least I didn't see okay. that. Okay, uh, it, it's interesting. I mean, it, it shows a lot of times from the inception and the, the you know the, the high concept point that they come in on become entirely different things. One, I mean, look at Good Times is a, the show is a perfect example. JJ was always meant to be a secondary mm-hmm. character. It was the, the 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 mother and the father, and that show like it, it's. It, TV has tons of shows where a secondary character became yeah. the driving force of the a show. A different world. Yeah. Whitley exactly, was, yeah. was uh, the side character, and she ended up becoming the star oh. after uh, Lisa Bonet left. Right. And the way Will Smith got this was, like, literally at a party. The creators of the, of the show had a party. He was there, and that was basically his audition. Like, he um. never went formal, you know, into an office. He was at a party. They pulled him into the other room, and he was like, I need two weeks to take, like, acting lessons, and then I can audition for you. And the guy said... Everybody who can make this show happen is in the other room. And he goes, okay, give me 10 minutes. Wow. wow. Well, there okay. you go. You got to take like, risks. I would like to see that. Speaking of taking risks, man, I, I'm i surprised this did not happen sooner. A wipeout contestant is dead. <gasps> well, no. After being hospitalized following a go at the obstacle course. Uh, production sources tell TMZ a male contestant needed medical attention Wednesday after completing the course. He was tended to on site by emergency personnel who then called paramedics. Do they uh, say what took him out? Uh, no, he had died later. So here's the deal. Law enforcement sources got a mm. cardiac arrest call just before noon Wednesday, and medics on set had already started using a defibrillator on the contestant who was experiencing chest pains after completing the course. There are precautions and safeguards in place on set. For example, every wipeout contestant undergoes medical exams before participating. Right. Uh, there are also two paramedics on site plus a safety producer and paramedic coordinator. Uh, wipeout is getting an upcoming reboot on TBS after originally airing from 2008 to 2014. So, I mean, I... I always thought broken necks and right. stuff like right. that. You see some of the ways that people come cascading down wow. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that, that one where you have to slide down the 10-foot razor with your legs open, that's oh, uh, that's dangerous. That's got to hurt. Uh, but so it, it was just something that was a, a secondary issue. They well, it's, yeah, it was, it was a heart yeah. thing. So as opposed to a direct, you know. They, got they, hit in the face. Yeah, they yeah. Snapped, snapped their spine right. or something like that. Okay. So... Uh, and and people are they're checked before to make sure that physically they can go through something like that. So that's <sighs> just tragic and tragic for the guy who or man or woman who ever died. They will have to be remembered as the person who died on that show. I know. Wipeout is how they I went. How but, this will affect the show, the production, all uh, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another person who had passed, but a while back, Alan Rickman. When he died in 2016, he apparently left behind a vast archive of handwritten diaries, specifically. 27 volumes comprising of 25 years of his life. And now The Guardian says that the publisher, uh, that a publisher, Canongate, has acquired the rights to his diaries and will be compiling them into a book. It is titled The Diaries of Alan Rickman. I might like to read that. Pretty appropriate. The book will be edited by Alan Taylor and will apparently include everything from Rickman's thoughts on acting to insights on friendship and politics, along with potentially... Reviews of plays he saw and behind-the-scenes stuff of Harry Potter and so on. Uh, Rickman supposedly had intended to publish these someday himself. He started writing them 
in the early 90s as his acting career was taking off thanks to stuff like Die Hard. And it sounds like he simply had the foresight to think, you know, I might be somebody and I'll write this stuff down and someday someone might want to hear about it. Even though they call it a hoverboard, it does not actually hover. Uh, the diaries of uh, Alan Rickman will be published in 2022. Yeah, that, that, but there's some good stuff. In yeah, I mean, look at the movies and all this stuff. I, so, you know, he first ended up on the radar with, I mean, for me, Die Hard. Yeah, that's yeah. the first thing I remember him in. Absolutely. Hillary Duff reveals that she was exposed to COVID-19. The actress is pregnant with a third t- child. She told fans on Instagram stories that she is quarantining. Uh, she wrote... Alongside her selfie, exposed to COVID quarantine day two FML. F my life. Is that that's yeah. what I thought it meant? Yeah. All right, oh, good for you. I couldn't have deciphered that. I was. Uh, I, you I'm should like, work for the army. Is it that? Yeah. Then there you go. F my L. All right. So, Private Elliot, to F, go this. F my life. <laughs> you can't see yes, the on the radio. Yeah. Life. <laughs> you're gonna get, no, you can't. Gonna get us all fired by saying life on the radio. Hey, the 33-year-old has been filming the seventh season of Younger in New York. F and my L. F my L. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's a rough morning. Casey. He said L. He didn't say life. I said life. That's what's gonna get us in yeah. trouble. Right. What the hell did he just say? Uh, did he say L on the radio? There goes the license. Duff and husband Matthew Coma. No, you can say L. You, you can, can. You can't say life. Uh. That's why I said F my L. <laughs> Duff and husband Matthew Coma shared the news of her pregnancy October 24th, uh, and the pair had welcomed Banks Violet in 2018. She shares Luca Cruz with her ex Mike Calmery. Yes, all those things. Yes, <laughs> yeah. He's a hockey player. I know him. Uh, Cameron Diaz reveals that her daughter Radix. May still be 11 months, but she has a gourmet palette. Palette. She has a gourmet palette. That's a new car. Uh, It's from the creators of the Maybach. A gourmet palette. What the hell? It's a gourmet palette. I'm reading wrong words incorrectly. I didn't know what's happening. Listen, I didn't want to say it because it sounds bitchy. But I have a chorus effect in my headphones oh, right Jesus. now, oh. only on my own voice. You guys all sound normal. To me, it sounds like I'm, uh, yeah, it sounds like I'm, I'm singing a song it sounds, or something. It sounds like the Safe Light commercial. Yeah. Safe Light Repair, Safe Light Replace. It sounds like two people speaking when I'm speaking. That's so. your L. <laughs> F my L. L. Now I hear nothing. Okay. okay. I was trying to fix it. I don't know why I did that person. We took away both parts of the chorus. <laughs> This is a good day. <laughs> this is not a good day. Did Nick Murphy ever get a okay. parking spot? He, you know, he's still there. He's trapped. He's actually trying to come up with a food source. He sees it going to be there for a while. <laughs> so Cameron Diaz says that her daughter Radix has a gourmet palate. Oh, Radix. not a palate. What <laughs> kind of name is Radix? <laughs> On the Rachel Ray show, airing today, Diaz says that she loves cooking and has used the lockdown as a way to expand her horizons. The first four months, she said, I cooked every single meal, and then we slowly started going, well, maybe we'll order a lunch. Maybe we'll order a dinner. What do you cook? You're going to get a lunch. But for the most part, I'm cooking all the meals. And that means no dumbed-down purees for baby. No, 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 no. She never had a puree. She never got it. Nick is choking. Pureed. She's had garlic from day one, you know. For Radix. 
<laughs> Radix has had garlic. Happy to let you know. So is that good for a baby to have what uh, she's giving the baby? What, I mean, I don't know. I hear, <laughs> the baby can handle that that flavor, sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, how about this? Uh, Halle Berry says that she had her first orgasm when she was 11. There you go. That'll oh. change things around a little I'm bit, back. right? What did you say? She was chatting with her pal Lindsay Flores on Instagram. Uh, Berry gave herself that first experience and adds that she was figuring, quote, figuring out my sexuality like most girls. Looks At like 11? you got it. Before, before jokingly telling Flores, shame on you for not remembering her first experience. She said, I feel bad for you now. 11 years old. Yeah, well, good, I mean, yeah. I remember, all right, uh, Anna, Anna Nicole Smith, she had talked about that where she uh, had experienced it, like, by accident. Mm-hmm. You know, she was riding in the back sure. of a truck, and yeah. it was uh, vibrating, and it, and, it, and so. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think you're right. I remember that. That was sort of a revelation, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, and, I, I do remember that. While I never did anything on purpose for a while, not until high school, I definitely had had that. An accidental one? Sensation many times when climbing. Uh, a rope you talked about. Ropes. Well, a pole, really. Okay. Regardless. Like full on, all the way to nothing. Uh, it would be like what Steve is now. Uh, nothing. Nothing. Right. Came right. Out. Right. Nothing but, came but, out. But yeah. you had the sensation. Oh my god! Yeah. Like of of so much so that like I was the best pole climber in all of the land. <laughs> we can never yeah. get him off the pole. Yeah. <laughs> come down, Casey. Said, Please lunch. come down. No. I, no. Please come down. I won't. I'm in love with this pole. <laughs> Your child is a lunatic. Okay. I have a couple other things, but listen, it's already after. Well, you know, one Go more thing. It. One more thing I will add because um, this is really cool. Amazon will drop at Paramount Pictures Eddie Murphy's film coming to America two on March fifth, yeah, of twenty twenty one. So this coming March, that's awesome. good. Yes, the film is set to hit the big screen. Uh, it was set for December eighteenth, but Paramount. So the global rights to the streamer for one hundred twenty five million dollars: Arsenio Hall, James Earl Jones, Wesley Snipes, Leslie Jones, Tracy Morgan. Uh, Jermaine Fowler, Bella Murphy, uh, Rotimi, Kiki Lane, uh, Nom, uh, Nomzamo Mbatha, and Shari Headley you just are, became invisible. are among all these people that are going to be in it. Uh, Coming to America, uh, this is according to the uh, Amazon Studios head, said Coming to America was a cultural phenomenon that is one of the most loved and celebrated comedies of all time. Thanks to Eddie Murphy's comedic genius. Along with the brilliant filmmakers, writers, and fabulous cast, we couldn't be more excited to celebrate this new adventure. And we know audiences around the world will fall in love with this hilarious, <laughs> joyful movie that we surely uh, become a timeless favorite. Well, Wonder Woman is right now the biggest movie to ever be released streaming the day that it opens up in theaters. Yep. By far. When they pull that off, I would say this is another you know, it's not Wonder Woman level, but it's still a huge movie to release directly to streaming. Yes, and so that will be in uh, in March. So, so I think we're seeing uh, the, the 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 door has opened on this now. Yes, and they're going to start clearing their inventory this way. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if eventually we see the Bond movie. Uh, released streaming-wise as well. Very much looking forward to seeing Coming to America. Okay, um, clips. Let's get to them. All right. All right. Can we do this? <laughs> we can. Works. We. Uh, I want you to try it. What the heck? Oh, man, we might not be able to do clips. Who the who? No, no, no. Uh, I'll just I, read them. No, no, no. I, we have a clips. I was going to say try it here on the board first, but it doesn't... 
look like it's there. So, up, oh, yes, here, yeah. try it okay. here on the right. board first. Small axe. If you're just tuning in, we've been having crazy uh, technical difficulties. Small axe, the British anthology film series, focuses on London's West Indian community over the course of five separate films. And then this clip star, uh, Amara J. St. Aubin. Huh. Talks about how she formed chemistry with co-star Michael Ward. If I push this button, we should get it. Here we go. Michael um, came to mind to rehearse. And after rehearse, we would rehearse for a bit. And then we'd just be talking and hanging out and chilling. And he got to speak with my mum and my dad. Um, and I think what was nice is from that, me and Michael were just really comfortable with each other. Shut the f*** up! Small Axe is available to watch on Amazon Prime Video. Here's the next clip. Rain Wilson explores an array of unique sporting events from around the world in the new docuseries called We Are the Champions. In this clip, Rain recalls one of his favorite competitions depicted in the show. It's six episodes of the most obscure and absurd sports you've ever seen in your life, um, including dog dancing, which is my favorite episode. This is dog dancing is huge in, uh, in Russia. They, it's life or death. And this is what I love about the show. It's like, the sports are absurd, but we take it really, really seriously. Shut the f*** up! I saw the teaser for this on Netflix. They show the... Uh, Dog dancing? These people now where they, they roll a giant uh, a wheel of cheese <laughs> yeah. down a hill, and people run out after it. People break their bones in this event. It happens annually. I've, I've covered it on... Uh, uh, outrageous sports uh, shows that I used to voice over for. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's crazy. It so does look crazy. This actually looks pretty cool. This is the type of thing I dig. Really offbeat competition. So uh, it is streaming now on Netflix. And there you go. That's the entertainment report. Okay, we got through that. Yay! All right. That's an We're incredible achievement. Really nasty technical issues that we're working on. Casey, if I hit this button, does it... I don't know. All Let's right, let me try, try this. No. Uh, no, it's not working. Okay. I got you back. Uh, but hang on, that's in one. All right, thank you. So listen, we're going to we're gonna continue to tinker with this stuff, see if we can get it fixed. We're back fresh from the camp out for hunger, so obviously things went a little awry, as they always do when we leave for a little while. We'll come back, try and straight it out, put on a show for you, friends. We'll be right back. Freshen up your look with a fall merch update at MMR's Rock Shop. Head to WMMR.com and grab the latest hoodie or winter hat. For all you Halloween heads, hit up aisle one for a flurry of ghostly face masks. They'll get you right in the spirit. And work nicely if you're one of those, this is my costume kind of people. Plus, gift cards, t-shirts, hats, and coffee mugs for a unique gift for that person who has everything. The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. And more. We had the Camp Out for Hunger last week, obviously, and the interesting thing about uh, Camp Out this particular year was we were so busy with the various guests that we had on, like, we didn't even stop to really talk about anything that, no. during that entire time. I mean, just, like, topic-wise. We talked a bit about bread. For a moment. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got into uh, bread. Because we know it's important. I love bread. Yeah. And that was easy to talk about. But there were a lot of things. I had a stack of information, things that we just never got around to. And that's a good thing when that yes. happens because that means we have some great people to talk to, some cool things going on. Uh, the turnout was excellent at the uh, Camp Out for Hunger. We're going to get uh, totals within uh, the next day or two, so we'll let you know what those are. We're not, I don't think we're going to have any releases yet today, but we will very, very soon. So, 
I've got backed up stuff in the junk drawer that I've oh. got to absolutely get rid of. Casey, I'm sorry to keep you busy. This is an information high colonic. Well, we're having all these uh, technical problems this morning, but I still got to go through and uh, dig this stuff out. So I'm going to start with... There it is. I'm going to start with this one. And I I had a lengthier... Uh, Nick, you might have to look up the details on this because this is a very short story, but I want to make sure I got this out. But I did have it one with more detail. I just can't find it. So if you've gotten a message online asking you to join a secret sister gift exchange, mm. hit delete. Kathy, do you remember this at all? This has happened, in, this has happened before, the secret sister thing. Uh, yeah, I think I do. All right, it's a scam, and it's uh, one of many rattling around online these days. Uh, it says, if you love to look at adorable pet videos, you may be targeted with a scam ad for pet adoption. Oh, there's so much of this crap floating around. If you play games online, you'll probably see an ad for an unbelievably good price on a new PlayStation, and that's a scam, too. According to USA Today, social media use has soared during the pandemic, of course, and so have scams targeting social media users. So how the, does it work? Preston? The secret sister scam. Do you have this? Uh, Nick? Yeah. I mean, apparently it comes around every year. And uh, Kathy, they uh, talk about exchanging bottles of wine and other yep. su- suggest I, purchasing $10 gifts online. So, I mean, it, it seems like it's legit. Like it's mailed to your house. Uh, no, well, these, are fa- these are Facebook posts. Yeah, I know, but the gifts get mailed to your house. I, I think I've okay. been tagged in like 900 of these. Really? Yeah, it's like a it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah, it, it, it totally type. seems like a pyramid scheme, but I don't understand. I mean, I could see how it's a little bit scamish, but you are receiving something. Are you? Hang on, Nick. Let me let me see something real quick here. You've got these ads popping up left and right. And I can't get rid of it. Okay. Of so, oh, yeah. yeah. You have to. All right, never mind. I'm in the sisterhood of the traveling pants. But that's a wholly other thing. Did pants get handed around in that movie? That uh, that I believe they did, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right, here's how it works. Uh, the scheme, which promises participants dozens of free gifts in exchange for sending one gift. Yeah, this is it. This was is widely it. shared, yeah, in 2015, makes it to return now. It's typically, it typically begins with an invitation sent via email or social media message. As for personal information, such as a name or home address, mm-hmm. uh, according to the Better Business Bureau. And then it's the recipient's turn to share... The social media invite with their personal network, encouraging them to purchase a gift for a stranger as well as their family or friends. The so, site- okay, so so listen, I got tagged in this, right, to, to do this. And so I'm like, well, how does it work? How am I getting? They're saying you're going to get 10 gifts at your door. I'm like, how am I getting 10 gifts at my door if I'm only sending one? Well, right. it's because you then have to create your own your own one. Like I have to then, so I have to send the gift to whoever created, whoever tagged me, but then I have to go online and now post this and get people to do this. Yep. I don't, go ahead, I don't go really, no, I, I don't really get it for what? Just right. for like a bottle of wine? And well, why? You, you know, it, it, it's probably, it, it's probably one of the original commandments that didn't make it down the mountain, but if it seems too good to be true, it, it is. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that one has reared its ugly head again. So beware. Yeah. Don't fall for it because they're they're just trying to scam you. That's yeah. You know, doing. last night, Preston, the winner of America's Funniest Home Videos, and Kathy, you had talked about this, was uh, somebody that had sent away Preston in the height of the summer. They sent away for this 12-person inflatable pool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. The pool they got, and they, they're laughing as they get it, and the camera veers around from the ad, which shows people with their drinks in the pool. Yeah. They turn around. Two small children could barely fit no. in the pool. Oh, my but God. But tons of people fell for well, it. Well, listen, when you have things that are in high demand, you have to be really, really careful, yeah. right? Yeah. So, listen, I finally was able to secure a PS5 over the weekend. 
But, like, I had to jump through a lot of hoops to get it, right? So I, I paid a little bit more money than, than right. retail price. But I had to give them two credit card information and my social security number. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, that could be a problem. So you have to be careful. Did you give me your PIN number, too? I gave yeah. them everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I just wanted to make sure yeah. that I secured it. And you had to put it in your unlocked car with the keys on the dashboard. <laughs> yes. It's hard, man. That's All a right. big battle. Watch out for scams with both those systems. Beware. Right. All right, let me see. Uh, speaking of in-demand items, sales of chess sets have skyrocketed, uh-huh. according to Mary Higby, Director of Marketing for Goliath Games. Is it because of the Queen's Gambit? It is. The company oh, sells wow. six different kinds of chess sets, including those familiar red-boxed uh, Pressman sets that you've probably seen at a toy aisle at Walmart or elsewhere. Uh, they said our October sale che- our, our October sales for chess were up 178% over the same period last year. Now, she says, our chess sales are up 1,048%. Wow. Do you have, you have a chess board at home? Yeah, we got a couple of them. Yeah. yeah we, we, have, to- we have actually a table that is... It's all. It's built into the table. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, we we used to get the thing I can't stand is when they do uh, chest uh, chest chess boards. I literally like chess, but chess boards where they are based on some sort of pop culture thing. Oh, I so love that. But you. But if you don't know, <laughs> like, is that a rook? Or yeah, is, you got to know the pieces yeah, for it. Is he three PO the bishop? Is he a bishop or a pawn? Yeah. Do you like yeah. chess, Steve? <laughs> I do. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I'm surprised because uh, you hate Monopoly and and games of strategy. My dad taught me chess, so okay. we play quite often. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I love those theme uh, those theme sets. Um, so, is a Wookiee a knight or what? They said, uh, ever since the Queen's Gambit launched, our chess sales have increased triple digits, according to Elizabeth Lovecchio, the president, vice president of marketing at Spin Master. Uh, the huge toy company has a division of classic games such as chess checkers and backgammon that owns about 70% of the market share in the United States. Lavecchio says sales of these games started spiking back when people first hunkered down last spring and played games with people in their bubbles to keep themselves entertained. But what's happened with chess sales since the Queen's Gambit is unprecedented, and we anticipate our sales rising further, she said. We actually played a bunch this summer, and um, I always forget. It's like every single time I play, I forget which uh, color the queen goes on. When you're playing, like when I can't remember. Yeah, does yeah. the queen go on her own color or is she going, or does the king go on his own color? Do you guys I remember? I don't recall, case. Right. Not really sure. Uh, chess sets, sale, chess set sales are rising in the secondary market as well. eBay registered 215% increase in chess set accessory sales since the Queen's Gambit hit Netflix, with shoppers seeking out wooden chess sets nine times more than plastic, electronic, or glass ones. So they want the classic wooden. You know, it's cool. Uh, actually, we were at, um, a resort when we were traveling one time and they had uh, they were almost human sized chess pieces on a large chess board that was basically a lawn right and it was very cool you know at the renaissance fair they do human chess right right the, the, right the queen comes out and and actually plays and there are people that, yeah, that yeah. play the, the parts and it's kind of like uh history of the world well, part 1 yeah yeah <laughs> yeah Gang bang! Uh, gang bang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, chess has long been alluring and even dramatic, but the Queen's Gambit makes it seem accessible, and that just adds the appeal of the game that's both uh, eminently affordable and well, pleasingly different every time you play it. It makes it somewhat accessible. When I watch the Queen's Gambit, I am totally uh, intimidated by her ability to play, by everybody right. that she plays, because they are 16, 17, 20 moves ahead, and uh, I'm, I'm lucky if I'm three. Watching the, uh, I've watched some behind the scenes stuff, and uh, Anya Taylor Joy, who plays the lead in that, said she 
she really doesn't know how to play. Well, chess. she's a good actress. Well, they 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 all the moves are legitimate that they do in the in the show, and she, they just essentially told the actors move even when they're doing the speed chess sequences. Yeah, those are all legit. They have to move here, here, there, there. They just yeah. memorized what they were supposed to do. That's impressive because yeah, it's, it's a, incredibly it's, fast. It's fast and complicated, and um and uh, there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of uh, strategy involved. Um, I, I love chess. I'm not very good at it, but I really find it compelling. Um, but mostly when I win, it's luck. You know, well, if I've gotten, yeah, it's not a lot of strategy involved to get me to the, the spot where I want to be. Um, my girlfriend is already better at it, me, better at it than I am, which is also intimidating. Well, I think what happens is people who become experts actually become aware and can remember various combinations, various moves. It, 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 it's, it's kind of interesting because you'll see, if you ever look at like a chess book, They'll have, um, you know, or the masters or methods of the masters. They basically have different, different, you know, play advances, and they and they remember the sequences, and that sort of helps them. I guess it's their version of counting cards. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is because once you get started, yeah. then things can be almost infinite. Uh, right, right, but, right. But yeah, Steve, you see the Queen's Gambit. They go through all that stuff, and they're they have they're called openings. And I watched. There's just tons of openings. Fuller House. I assume it's similar. So almost yeah, yeah, the same yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Similar opening. Casey, to answer your question, a white queen goes on white. Square. All right. Uh, Let me see. I got some other things. How about this? Speaking of uh, killing some time in the past few months, if it's not chess, uh, some people are starting to dive into the world of Zillow surfing. I dig this. I know you dig it, Casey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Casey's always doing that. There's a Zillow app on the on TV on my TV set. And really? yeah, yeah, so my wife and I'll just sit there and look at the funniest thing is when you get like an empty lot and we you try to pick how much how much you think this goes for. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, Zillow surfing, I get it. Um obsessing over the upscale real estate listings on websites like Zillow, uh, Zillow, Redfin and Trulia. Uh, Zillow surfing has become a primary form of, of escapism during the pandemic. I used Redfin when I bought my house. I didn't know about it until I went house shopping uh, three or so years ago. And uh, it's a little bit different. And the, the um, approach is slightly different than a normal uh, realty transaction. Um, they are, it, it, I'm not going to get this 100% right, but I don't think it's based uh, on like the 6% commission every time, the way that they sell a house. So there's a little bit less pressure. I, I found it really... Um, I liked it. So, so Redfin is the realtor. Redfin is it, there's um, a bunch of different applications. So there's also the it's like online. Uh, there's also the online component. Um, but uh, now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> all right, it's all good. Uh, so yeah, I I do it from time to time. But uh, Casey, like, is a regular surfer. Oh yeah, of Zillow. Do you like uh, or do you like Realtor.com? Uh, no, no, I'm like uh, always Zillow. Really? Uh, like Realtor.com? I no, I'm I'm a Zillow guy. All right, fair enough. So you're not alone because a lot of people you're are living that. in a Zillow world. Yeah, and you are a Zillow girl. All right, let me see what else <laughs> I got here for you. How, we're, we're, these are borderline holiday activities, Kathy. Um, oh, actually, these are more pandemic or corona. break your legs. These are more like Corona activities. No, we have Kathy's holiday activities coming soon, but. Outdoor activities, one of the safe things that you can do this year. So, uh, you've seen that states have had a spike in sales of hunting and fishing licenses this yes. year. Uh, Vermont's Fish and Wildlife Commissioner, Lewis Porter, says um, all of the things that hunting offers to people, the varied reasons people hunt, all fit in with the pandemic. Uh, Michigan reports seeing a 10% increase in hunting licenses this year. 
While in Wisconsin, archery license sales have risen 12%, and in Idaho, purchases of fishing licenses almost 30% this year compared to last year. I've got a fishing license. Do you? Oh, yeah. Shut up. With your picture on it and everything? <laughs> uh, no, it was just like a quick, you could do it online. All uh, right. We went to yeah, like a state park, and uh, Jace wanted to fish. He had he fishes. He has all the stuff, but yeah, we needed a license to go. So Is he yeah, good? I got a uh, fishing license. Yeah, he, uh, is he any good? Yeah, I mean, he can, he can pretty much do it on his own because I'm certainly not touching any of that. <laughs> yeah, right, of course. <laughs> I saw people um, on the beach angling from uh, in like Anglesey, like North uh, Wildwood area right. on Saturday, and they had their cars out there. And so apparently you need like some sort of license in order to be able to bring your car out on the beach. I think you could do it there. You might be able to do it uh, in Wildwood Crest as well. Huh. But uh, you have to get a, a license for that. And apparently, for some reason, when you apply for said license, you have to have all the stuff that you would need in your car at that time, right? So okay. when you are applying for said license, they will say, okay, well, do you have, like, X, Y, and Z in your car right now? And if you don't, they're not going to give you a license. But if they, if you do, and I'm talking about, like, a shovel and, you know, some of these other things. All these things that you would need if you're going to take your vehicle out onto the sand. Uh-huh. And what music are you listening to? Well, all the things you're going to need to go fishing yeah. is what you need. But I don't, okay. know, I don't know why you would need that on your person that right then and there, it's like uh, I don't know. I I, I, I assume that you, you know it's, it's it would be enough to say that when you go out, you should have a shovel with you or whatever, instead of proving that you have a shovel in your car right then and there. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Are when you buy a license for it, are you buying it for just that day? Is it a one day? thing? No, I think it's for the season. For the season. Yeah. All right, so if you but I am talking out my ass right now. I don't. If you, if you forgot something, you could always just go back and get it, or do you get no. one shot at it? You get one just shot, break, man. You, you, you're done. You blew it. Yeah. <laughs> you get one shot. It's like uh, getting up on stage and doing a rap battle. Yeah. You know, okay. You blew miles. it. Yeah. Casey, I know I have a friend who goes fishing off of Wildwood, and uh, he says I believe that there are three separate agencies that are that regulate what goes on. There's the Coast Guard. There's the local. Um, uh, law enforcement, you know, local cops or whatever, and then uh, a Department of Wildlife uh, for New Jersey as well. So they're three separate, three separate agencies are paying to attention go fishing. to three separate things, you know. <laughs> so like it, it's just it, it's really complicated. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. All right. Uh, so keep that in mind if you're going to go fishing and you want to drive on the beach at Wildwood. <laughs> Bring everything you need with you. I want to see Kathy go bear hunting with Jace. <laughs> no, but how about Black Friday? That's more her speed. Ooh, Be prepared sure for shipping delays. Oh, my oh. God. Already. The shipping delays are already taking place. A lot more people ordering things online. Of course, this puts a strain on delivery services. Now, both UPS and FedEx are taking steps to try to curb further delays moving into Black Friday and the holiday season. Yeah, there's delays. Even, Steve, even on the Amazon Prime that you can get, um, uh, you know, like overnight or in a day or two, there, there's even delays on those. Um, and also, as far as Black Friday goes, um, what I've found, because I did some research on, you know, the Black Friday deals, they're already happening. Oh, of like course, based- they, Kathy, they've yeah. been happening for, for a long time. Yeah, I, I but there was t- still, listen, there were, last year there were still deals that you that you only got on Black Friday. Really? In store, yeah. Like, I mean, it, it was a few little things, but like Home Depot, Lowe's, things like that. They do like a specific artificial tree that was going to be, you know, a, a special sale, and you could only get it uh, in store, or you know, maybe you could order it online. But it was just for that Friday or just for that weekend, whatever it is. All of the deals, like even the, you know, all of the flyers are out with with the different uh, deals at, at all the different stores. All of them. You know like, what? Ninety percent of them already in effect. You can start purchasing now if you want. What I still notice is that though I've I placed orders for a couple of things in the past week, week and a half. No, well, not last week, but like over the weekend. 
Uh, and then the weekend before and before that, I uh, would place an order in the morning. I'd have it by the evening. So it depends on what you're ordering. Yeah, so if does, you want to yeah. give things like Advil for Christmas, uh, then that's uh, <laughs> that's no problem. But, yeah, anything that I think has any sort of gift potential to it. Uh, do you, have you noticed, by the way, have you noticed that your your uh, Alexas and all, all your units have now, if you get a shipment delivered to the home, it won't state specifically what it is. It does that as a, uh, as a courtesy. Well, it could be a gift. Uh, yeah, if it's a gift. It's, uh, it's kind of a cool thing. Uh, by the way, uh, they the experts ask that you are conscientious of those handling your orders, so not to put them at greater risk of COVID-19 as the sp- uh, cases are spiking. Uh, so to help this, you should limit your orders uh, to only the necessities. Uh, consider bundling your orders to be delivered at the same time or stick uh, to ordering from a minimal amount of places. You should also select contactless delivery options when available, or you could even make a pact with your loved ones to skip gifts this year or save them for later if you'd like. You know what I noticed? Some of the uh, on online, some of the like the, I think the QVCs and on uh, like Xfinity, you can actually order right from your remote. Oh, really? Yeah, like you can you can click over and you can order right from your remote okay. if you're seeing something. You know, so you can so you can basically fulfill the dream of Wally and never, never right. stand up, never do anything, <laughs> right? Interesting. Just, just sit in your floating pod. Okay. Hey, real quick, can I go back to the fishing thing? We got yeah. a couple of calls on this, uh, Casey. Uh, I'm going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what's up, man? Good morning. Yo, bud. All right, do you wanted to weigh in on uh, the getting a fishing license? Yeah. So down in North Wildwood, I did the same thing. I was on the beach and. Uh, like, what? How, how are these people driving on the beach? So I just walked up to a guy. He's like, yeah, go down to the police station, um, fill out some paperwork. So I did it. Um, the cop actually walks out to your car with you to make sure that you have everything. So you need a rope, a shovel, uh, a two-by-four, a car jack, uh, first aid kit, and a flashlight. Yeah, but who says that you're going to have that on you when you actually drive on the beach a week later? Oh, exactly. And you're supposed to technically be actively fishing so what we would do um like we just did this year but we figured out that if you just throw a line out with a weight on the end yeah they leave you alone yeah you have a fishing rod yeah, you just have to have a line in the water right yeah. so i mean you know okay. honestly uh, to be honest when i would go surf casting a lot of times and go out to the beach and do that i never gave a rat's ass if i caught a fish it was yeah. just the About joy being out being out by yeah. the surf, it was cool. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, it was great. And the best part, the whole thing, it was twenty dollars for the season. Okay. And when is the season, by the way? I, I assume October to May or something like that. Uh, day after Labor Day and day before Memorial Day. Now, okay. when you when you walk out to the uh, the car with the with the police officer, you have to sit in the car and go pretend like you're driving and move your hands around. <laughs> hey, you. Just to, just to let them know that you're but you're all set to go. Chances are you probably want that stuff with you anytime you're going to go out on the beach anyway because you could get stuck. That's clearly right. 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 what it's for. Yeah. Fours and ropes and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they, they listen, they're the ones that are going to get stuck with getting you off the beach. So yep. they definitely want to make sure you have it. Yep. Okay. Thanks, those Mike. Are, those are the same days for uh, dogs on the beach, too. If your dog wants to drive down to the beach, <laughs> no, but you can oh. take your you can take your dog after Labor Day and before Memorial Day. You can take your dog on the beach. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, you essentially can take your dog on the beach anytime the lifeguards aren't there, right? <laughs> right. So you either go before or after uh, the life. I mean, that's that's what I see all the time. Okay. That's breaking the rules, Casey. Yeah, 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 stop yeah. off. We'll have none of that. <laughs> we can't have nice things. And so is drinking uh, seltzer. Uh, uh, White Claw? White Claw okay. on the beach. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have something else here. I have some other things right, I want to get into. Go for the junk drawer. All right. 
Well, our favorite uh, televangelist, Kenneth Copeland, is the latest victim of the Russian hacker group known as Rebel. They have named, they have threatened to release 1.2 terabytes of sensitive data if he declines to pay their unspecified ransom demands. Uh, Revel on Wednesday issued a statement saying that it had taken over the servers of Kenneth Copeland Ministries, the Texas-based international church of the prominent 83-year-old pastor. And of course, you know him from COVID-19. We have that clip anyway? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah of course we do. Um, so, COVID-19! Uh, Revel released images of a file library purporting to show the stolen data and claiming the information included financial documents, contracts, bank documents, sales history, and email. Wait a second, you think... You think he might not be on the up and up? So, COVID-19! Uh, These Ruski bastards <laughs> have infiltrated the sanctity of the church. Steve, I don't think we had a chance to mention this, but the last time oh. when, when he, you know, was, was doing away with COVID and... Uh, he goes the you know, uh, by the, 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 the word of God. And then yeah. he looks at the camera with this most demented evil look on his face. And he looks like Steve from the Stephen King's cat's eye. Yeah, the, the, the troll. The troll. Yeah. Exactly like that troll. Like if you ever saw this yeah. movie from back in the 80s of this evil troll's face looks just like that. Now people have noticed that I look like the troll from the, now as I recall that troll sucked the energy out of babies and cribs, correct? Yes, that is correct, yes. Would breathe in their life. Ha! Ha! <laughs> Did you see that one? Yeah. Yes, where the maniacal laughing. Yeah. Yes. Ha! Oh, my God. Hey, uh, so how much is he asking, or the, is this a group asking for? So, Copeland... $1 million. One, uh, Copeland uh, had founded his ministry in 1967 as reported net worth between 300 and 760 million. It's somewhere oh in that range. Oh my yeah. God! Revel did not specify their financial demand in the public statement, which was removed on t- Thursday, possibly indicating negotiations had been entered with the victim. So they might be talking to them to pay up. Who okay, because can we start a GoFundMe to actually release it? <laughs> right? I mean, what are you going like, to that, that you haven't already suspected? Yeah, that that that, that a lot of it is going to his own personal. Yeah, Kate uh, Preston. Estimated wealth, three hundred million dollars. Oh, People just they just hand over <laughs> their life savings to this idiot. Thank the Lord Jesus Christ, you are all so very stupid. <laughs> because I would be in financial ruin if I couldn't keep suckering you every week. Of I want. The year. I want to say he had like a singing career before. I did. Yeah, before he I was. I worked with Peaches and Her. <laughs> Reunited? Did you do Reunited that? Reunited with the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Reunited. It feels so nice. Uh, Revel's signature tactic, which is encrypting a company's servers and then threatening to release or auction off their data, is an increasingly common scam among ransomware groups. I know uh, it, it happened to our school district uh, last yeah, year. Yeah, they, they do it, to, um, yeah. and they, they go for, obviously, big target. They're not going to go for, for Maud at the end of the block. You know, they're right. going to go for a company that can pay up. But they, and, and, and you know what? It feels so good. And a lot of times, these companies will pay up because it's actually less yeah afford yeah to lose right and sometimes it's not we're going to release damning information about you it's like we're going to just steal everything yeah. that you use to make your business run right right you know it's and, it's as scummy as you can possibly oh, get God. yeah hey, hey. come on 
everybody. <laughs> Sway your hands if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's actually, I could, if my church played this song, it'd be great. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, Lord and lover. Uh, Copeland is drawing criticism for Man, his Man, Copeland looks evil all his life, Preston. He's going through, going through pictures here in some sort of documentary or something on the yeah. screen here. Yeah, he even, always looked evil. Even when he was younger, he's got a he's got a yeah he's got a sinister look about him. I would him. never have believed this charlatan from the get go. Uh, he drew criticism for his statements about the coronavirus pandemic, which he repeatedly claimed had passed or would soon. And in March, he had ex- executed judgment on the virus and declared it to be. Finished. Wait a sec. Was he an actor as well? Well, well demanding a vaccination to uh, come immediately. Wait a minute. So, uh, are you? Are we seeing? Uh, I don't know if these are doctored yeah, fo- films that he was in. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you're right. There's an album. This yeah. is whatever this is. It's a presentation. Wow. A 45. Okay. Uh, look, he has something that can seal your windows too. It's a, like a, a tar substance and. Uh, he he impresses me as like one of these pitch men who just like you ever see the movie Marjo about Marjo Gortner the um, he became an actor he's in the movie Earthquake he's the guy who freaks out who be, is a National Guardsman who freaks out uh, but he was a a preacher he was one of these preachers and he he the documentary won an Oscar because he exposed the scam he exposed right. how they they did it. And, uh, um, yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting story. Well, it's like, uh, you know, uh, like, uh, what's his face from Scientology? Um, oh, uh, 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 Ron uh, Hubbard? Hubbard, yeah, yeah, who was like, once once they find out that there's a tax, ex- tax exemption, you know, for, for religion, <laughs> and, and they're very charismatic, and yeah. they don't mind swaying people and taking advantage of them, they can roll in money, man. Yeah. Wow. All right, so anyhow, uh, we'll see if anything comes of this uh, uh, re- rebel, the uh, uh, the hacker group, uh, has anything on them or not. All right, that's all I have time for. I have other things, but that's all I have time for in the junk drawer today. So we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, we do need to take a break, and so we're going to come back. We're still working on some technical issues that we're having. We appreciate your patience, but I think we'll be able to squeak out the beef file Yay! when we return. So stay put. We'll be right back. The WMMR.com contest page for your chance to win the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Homegate Kickoff Prize Pack, including a $100 Primo Hoagies gift card, a four-pack of custom pint glasses, a case of Bud Light Platinum, and more. All delivered personally by members of the Preston and Steve Show. WMMR.com. Everything that rocks. It is time to get into the Bizarre File. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by AutopartsExpert.com. Hard to find brand name parts available same day. Uh, an elderly man, this is terrible, has been killed by a pack of hyenas oh, in Zimbabwe after they pulled him from his bed while he was sleeping. Wow. Well, how the hell did they get into his condo? Uh, it wasn't a condo. Oh. The man who has been identified by the authorities as 87-year-old Tendai Maseka was dragged oh. about 1,000 feet from his mud and wood hut. Oh, the incident occurred on Monday night in central Zimbabwe. Uh, by the time Maseka's body was... Discovered by villagers, its lower half was missing. Oh my God. Casey, I think you told me about a group of hyenas. What they're called the other day? Yeah, they're called a cackle. I think it was a was it a giggle or a cackle? Something to do with laughing. A turtle for sure. I'm, 
<laughs> it might have been. It's a grundle. It's a grundle of uh, a grundle? hyena. <laughs> Bill named them. A chortle. It's, it's a chortle. A little of hyenas um, at this point. Now, did they catch all this on, on the guy's ring camera? Uh, maybe they did in his mud <laughs> hut. Yeah. Uh, park rangers are currently oh, hunting for the animals in a bid to eliminate them. God, that's no way. There's no way to go out being no. eaten by hyenas, a chortle of hyenas. Casey was right. It's a cackle. Very okay. good. A cackle of hyenas. Now, do you guys remember the movie? It was based on a true story about the ghost in the darkness. The yes, two yes. lions that wreaked havoc. True story. On that, yeah. yeah, Michael Douglas and uh, Bell Kimmler. Yeah, and it's a great movie. But there is one scene where this dude is just sleeping in his tent, just minding his own business, snoring away, and and either the ghost or the darkness came in and whoop, took him right yeah, out. No, wow. it's it's a, nature is savage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the same pack of hyenas is believed to have been responsible for a recent series of attacks on cattle and goats in the area. Masega was buried on Thursday. Locals have been urged to be vigilant, bo- avoid moving around at night, and keep all doors and windows closed until the animals are oh. captured. And the wow. other thing is, you don't think a hyenas is being that, like, fierce and... Oh, they are. Oh, they're oh, super... They're, especially in a pack. It's just... In a it, chortle. Especially, like, when you look at them, like, next to a lion, because a lion will kick a hyena's ass, right? Yeah. Right. But when as you the see, song goes, as the, yeah, uh, that's the only reason I know that is because of that song. But when you see a hyena by itself, those things are huge. Well, they're jaw, they're jaw, they're they're all jaw, mm-hmm. and that's what they do. They'll rip you apart. They'll rip you apart. All right, a controversial wellness company promoted orgasmic meditation for women, but ex-staffers say the program, which featured group pleasuring sessions, ultimately made them feel awful. According to a new podcast, one taste. Founded by California native Nicole uh, Dadon or Dadon Dadon in 2001, offered hands-on orgasm training for women who were seeking to develop their sexuality or heal from sexual trauma. My tummy hurts. But ex-staffers said the company was basically a sex cult, complete with a Masonic leader. BBC journalist uh, Nasterin uh, Tavokali Far said in the first episode of the Orgasm Cult. That's the name I, of the show. I saw the coming attractions oh, wow. for this. Yes, you saw the coming attractions. Yeah, The series promises first-person accounts from former staffers, plus graphic descriptions of the meditation classes themselves. It involves a woman undressing from the waist down, lying on a nest of pillows, and having her area stroked, usually by a man, very precisely on the upper left-hand quadrant, the so-called one o'clock spot. One o'clock spot. Described by participants, uh, participants called OMing, their catchphrase for orgasmic meditation. Uh, group classes could allegedly involve dozens of women OMing at once. Listen, <laughs> if you get involved with anything that where some guy strokes your one o'clock spot, right. it's a scam. <laughs> One taste has been the subject of controversy since at least 2018 when Bloomberg News published an expose on the international company. Many students allegedly... Can we assume that 6 o'clock spot is butt stuff? Allegedly signed up to work on salespeople, as salespeople uh, helping promote workshops, retreats, and coaching programs that cost up to $60,000. You guys are the swingers couple that I know. They actually took a class. It was a couple's class, so it, you were there with somebody. But uh, it was basically to... Uh, Teach them how to cause a waterfall. Okay. okay. So oh. this on the cruise? And, uh, yeah, and it was done in front of the class. So each couple went up and would uh, try to accomplish this they would in front of, try to get front of the class. Wait, and if it, and if they wow. did, yes, Steve. Uh, and if they did, they I got a the certificate. They got a certificate. What? This is that's it's ridiculous. What is this? so? The, what would they have to knock over ducks or bowling pins or what was it like a carnival game? Wait, and the oh man, no, never mind. <laughs> no, go ahead. You're in, in too far. Uh, the people I know, they uh, were able to do it twice in front of the class. 
Wow. Overachievers, man. Mm-hmm. You are I mean, our squirt superstars. Can you imagine that people like this exist? It's uh, unbelievable. In front of people? Yeah. Steve, it was a I class. get terrified when my cat opens the door when I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> well, listen what people were paying for this. Customers were paying $499 for a weekend course, $4,000 for a retreat, $12,000 for coaching program, and $60,000 for an all-inclusive option. And therefore, oh they were getting ripped God. off like crazy. So ex-staffers said that they were uh, pressured to have sex with potential clients to get them to sign up for the pricey programs and that these sales methods were predatory, putting people in debt deeply. Well, before wow. you prejudge, everyone got an inflatable pool for 12 people. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Bonus. Uh, all right. This is a little different, but a British dad is... <laughs> Uh, fighting blindness and paralysis oh. in an Indian hospital after being bitten by a snake while he had coronavirus. Oh, man. That's Jones just not your day. is now in intensive care after being bitten by a black king cobra. Oh, that's enough. In the northwest of the country. The former healthcare worker who lives on the Isle of Wight with his family had been in India for months doing charity work. His son, Seb, said that he had not been able to travel home due to the pandemic. And as a family, we understood his desire to continue to support the many people who relied on him. We were naturally concerned about him, though. And then when we heard he had also suffered what is usually a fatal snake bite on top of all he had been through, we honestly could not believe it. It really has been touch and go. He is stable at the moment, although he has paralysis in his legs and blindness, both of which uh, we hope is temporary. But it is clear that he is going to need to remain in the hospital out there for some time to come. So wow. is there any chance the snake could have gotten coronavirus off of him? I don't know. One last question. Imagine moving into a new house, finding something pretty weird left behind by the previous owner. A woman named Catherine Gaston had recently moved into a new home in Scotland and was freaked out after finding a jar in the kitchen containing an aortic valve in formaldehyde. Oh, my God. Uh, Her find was so crazy that she's been crowned the winner of Sofa Company CSC's competition that looks for the freakiest find that Brits made in their new homes. Oh, that's a good content. Yeah, it is. The aortic valve beat out over 500 other weird entries, and Catherine will now receive a new sofa worth over $1,100. <laughs> we should do that. I like it. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. We're going to take a break. Don't forget, uh, Jeff Dunham is going to be joining us this morning. Uh, he's got a holiday special. It's coming out on Comedy Central. We'll talk to him in the 9 o'clock hour. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Steven Singer Jewelers has the best guarantee in the business with a full 100-day, 100% money-back guarantee, plus fast, free, and safe shipping. I hate Stevensinger.com. Nobody likes a delay of game. And while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, They've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Real quick, uh, Steve, I was going to bring up this one thing, and I will, that I mentioned off air, but uh, Nick just handed me this information. This is sad news. Popular roadside destination, Berks County, is closing its doors after 85 years in business, and we've talked about this place before. Yeah. The miniature train village, Roadside America. 
uh, announced their permanent closure on Saturday in a Facebook post. My dad just sent me this email, which is why I printed it out for you, Preston. And uh, this is an interesting sort of side note. He says, my my dad, my father wrote this. My father took us there in 1956, <laughs> the day that Don Larson threw his perfect game against the Dodgers. So wow. I, I had no idea that my dad had his own little personal history with his father. 56. 1956. Yeah, I was 35. I, when uh, <laughs> Anytime we brought this up over the years, um, we always get a huge response. A lot of people uh, have visited this place over the years. So- uh, the Post said uh, nearly three years ago we decided to place the display for sale, hoping to find a buyer who would continue the business operations despite meeting with multiple interest parties over the last two years, uh, each with their own unique vision, none committed to moving forward with the village. So they just couldn't find a buyer for it. I, yeah, I'm yeah. sure they've tried everything. If there's a, if it's, you know, maybe a museum can grab it up or something because it's so meticulous. The guy... And the the family, I guess, has been responsible for handcrafting so much of it. I think all of it, with all different sort of environmental uh, situations and the sunrises and sets. And I, I, as a kid, you know, I love little tr- train villages and stuff like that. And this is that carried to the to the nth degree. Bless you, by the way. Sorry, guys. Uh, I don't but- know. I, it may be too big for a museum. It is a museum. It is a museum. I know. I know. It's massive. Could we could we fit it here in the studio? <laughs> you think? <laughs> God, you imagine if you had to like work on a little part of this thing in, out in the middle of it? How the hell would you do? Well, that? they explain there are actually trap doors throughout the uh, the <sighs> the thing that allow you to access it from underneath. Wow! Because there'd be no no yeah. way. I mean, unless you had super tiny little feet. Yeah, I know we've mentioned this news. before too. But have you, and have you guys ever been to the Brandywine River Museum for their train display I on the holidays? I've been wanting to go, Nick, and everyone yeah. talks. So actually, mm-hmm. but I wanted to check out in in these COVID times. There were a couple things I said. Okay, let me go check it out. They've all been closed. Yeah, I don't know what the status is for Brandywine. Um, maybe they have limited viewing at, at some point. It's you know when, when I would go around Christmas time, it'd get pretty crowded in that train room. But it was really cool. It is really cool, right? That's sad news. That's it sad is very that. sad. All right, I'd like to switch gears. There is something I'm curious about because uh, we have Thanksgiving on Thursday. Everybody's yes. getting ready to it. We we had to stop by the store to pick up a couple of items in the grocery store, and you could tell people are getting ready. I mean, even if they're just going to do it at home, you still got to get the necessities. Right. You got to get everything that you need. So here is my question. Even if it's going to be different this year, because not many people are going to be doing large gatherings, which is the way that it should be. But I would like to reminisce a little bit about Thanksgiving and the feast itself. And you have your traditional items. You have your uh, you have your stuffing. You have your mashed potatoes. You have your gravy. You have your turkey, obviously, these things, cranberry sauce. But what item are you absolutely perplexed about the fact that it makes it onto the Thanksgiving Day table? What shouldn't even be there, but every year always is for one reason or another. People have these weird little family traditions. So if you have something, I would like to know about it. 215-263-WMMR. And maybe you don't even know why. Or maybe there's yeah. a story about why. Oh, I don't look know. Out, look out. <laughs> our, our, um, our dinner table is pretty standard. Um, so I'll probably uh, bow out of this conversation because there's nothing really that's out of the ordinary. The one thing that I would say is there is always a bowl of green olives and black olives, and that is pretty much it. Everything else is pretty standard. Well, is that is that, the olives a tradition? Is that more Not that I know of an Italian? Um, I mean, is oh, that, we have did, no did, Italian did blood in my family. Initially, come to America so they could freely enjoy olives. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, um, but I, uh, I, I for some reason olives in some and they get uneaten. By the way. Like nobody, like, nobody eats them. They put them out. Nobody eats them. I will. What do you play knock hockey with them? Yeah. <laughs> traditionally speaking, I will. I will 
uh, eat a couple of olives before we sit down, and that's kind of it. Do you carve the do you carve the first olive? <laughs> yeah, I, ca- uh, that that is, I tell is, you what, yeah, I, I'm a sucker for olives. I'd be thrilled if you brought out a couple of olives. Yeah. Olives yeah. suck. I'm, I'm glad that I'm not at that <laughs> at that table. Uh, there's a grocery store commercial right now, um, and they have some type of um, marshmallow casserole that goes into I don't know if it's marshmallow Ew. on top of sweet potatoes, but they go on t- uh, they go. Are into we talking the about ambrosia? It might be, but it's a cooked marshmallow dish, mm. and I believe it's over top of sweet potatoes. I no, don't know exactly what it is. It looks good to me, though. Right. Sweet, that's that's a fairly traditional thing, is, is marshmallows on top of uh, sweet potatoes. Okay. Or yams, or whatever you want to call gotcha. them. And I don't know why you need them. They're sweet enough as it is. Right. Yeah, but people turn it into, like, a hot dessert for some reason. Yeah, what is that crap? Uh, but, but you know what? Yeah, I... I I, my my sister likes to cook them that way, and I always um, I, I like to leave them off. Kathy. and adding all the brown sugar and all of that like yeah. it makes it, it it makes it like a dessert. Um, yeah. Casserole period, disgusting. You guys know <laughs> right. that. Um, but I sp- I recently spoke to a personal chef, and she switches it up every year. I thought this was really interesting. Instead of doing turkey every single year, every other year she'll do brisket. Brisket, yeah. But Thanksgiving, yes. I could see changing it up, but I would stick with a with a fowl, with a you know a bird. Of well, some just type. glue feathers on it. Yeah. Interesting, a brisket. That brisket is pretty Bris- damn good, man. You know what? I go back and forth on brisket. When I have oh, really I good it. brisket, I love it. But for the most part, I usually have it's not inferior, so I never go to that realm. Yeah. Poor br- poor brisket is not a good thing. Yeah. That's a, no, you need it's got to be good and tender, nice and where mm. the mutton is nice and lean. <laughs> and just like falls off the whatever it's on. Uh, let me go to uh, Joanne. Hey, Joanne, good morning. Hey, guys. Good, Joanne. All right, so something that is out of the ordinary that for some reason ends up on your table every Thanksgiving. It's coleslaw. Coleslaw, the Indian tradition of coleslaw. That's more of a barbecue thing. That is more of a barbecue thing. How did that end up on the table, Joanne? I have no idea. We've always had it since I was a kid, and my mom makes it, and it's wonderful in the summer. And for some reason, I called my sister this weekend. I'm like, can you make coleslaw? Because she makes it like mom, not me. I'm terrible at it. It's weird that you don't say coleslaw, that you actually say coleslaw. Because coleslaw is the way I always hear it. Why don't you say it the way Casey says it? (laughs) Coleslaw is a little more southern. Uh, But coleslaw, yeah. It's awesome. And I hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving. You make my day. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We're thankful for you. Uh, let me go next to, let me go to Matthew. Hey, Matthew, how you doing? I'm doing good, guys. How you doing? Good. Now, Matthew, it says here cranberry sauce. Now, that's a, <laughs> that's a standard. Yes, there it is. It's a standard, but for the last, first 25 years of my life, no one in my family would eat it. My mom would make it or send the table. It would get thrown out without, <laughs> without interruption for 25 years. That's another thing, too. Why, why do some of these things... It. It gets served and and nobody, nobody eats eat it. it. Yeah. Is it is it there for you know a mystery? No, because like one guest likes might. It. Well, wait yeah. a second. Have you ever had really crappy cranberry sauce? Yeah, it, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's horrible. Sucks. It's all crap. I mean, it's got that little bitter taste to it. My family, we wouldn't. They would just, it would just come right out of the can. It would still have the can ridges ridges on it. Like, yeah, yeah. it was like a fingerprint that it had. And you know, Casey, I wasn't, I wasn't mad at that. I thought, uh, I mean, it's not awesome, but it was okay. Yeah, I never touched it. Guys, remember? Except for Marissa's. Remember, hers wasn't too bad. Exactly what I was about to say. Marissa makes excellent cranberry sauce. In fact, I think we stole that recipe from her. Yeah, I'll post it again. I just found it on our website because yesterday I got the first text saying, "Uh, can you send me that recipe? (laughs) 
<laughs> it's really easy to make. I mean, it's kind of intimidating to think about what to do with it, but you just boil cranberries and syrup and sugar. Did and... you not make a, uh, a beer, a flavor? Did your boyfriend make a, a beer based on your cranberry sauce? We did last year. We took my cranberry sauce and put it into his uh, sour ale. Huh? Nice. Very Yummy. Very good. Um... Sweet potatoes. My sister has this recipe that she does this sweet potato, and it's I guess it's got um, pecans in it and, and all of that, and she makes that all um, from scratch as well as her pumpkin pie. Yum. I'm sorry. All those are standards. So. Well, I know. I know. Yeah. I, if she covers to... it with chewed gum, she... that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for jumping off topic, staying on topic, but jumping off topic. But I was just like, you know, normally I didn't, I don't touch that stuff, but uh, she makes it and it's and it's delicious. Okay. But going back to <laughs> the original uh, question, what's weird that... Uh... <laughs> what is weird that's on your table? All right, I'm going to go to Dustin. Hey, Dustin, how you doing, man? Good, how you doing? Good, what's up, buddy? So, uh, along with uh, Casey's <laughs> tradition, we do the olives, but we also do, in the middle of that plate is celery stalks stuffed with cream cheese celery stalks with cream cheese Mm -hmm. yes i can't explain it i've had it since i was a kid my mom actually just asked me hey you want me to bring it to you know the thanksgiving we're doing a little thing at the house and i was like well we kind of have to it's like tradition but no one virtually ever touched (laughs) it's just tradition are the ones with peanut butter in it too yeah, I, I've never done... We don't do that. We just do the cream cheese. They okay. are good, but it's a rarely good touch. Preston's nodding, so you're familiar with this. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of it's, it's an easy, if you don't know how to make anything, thing to make. You just put peanut butter yeah. on a piece of celery? Yeah, yeah. You fill the, the little boat in the middle. You really? Fill yeah. It out. Wow. Yeah, yeah peanut <laughs> okay. butter or, or, uh, or cream cheese, like you said. Cool whip. Now you can yeah, you can add some stuff good. to the cream cheese. You can put like some seasonings on it to give it a little bit more. All right, okay, I haven't tried that one. Yeah, try try sprinkling something on there. You'll find it uh, nice. It's almost like if you were to take things in your kitchen and throw them up in the air. Yeah, celery would come down with something right. in it. Yeah. Right. Hey, press you um you love this. This is this is like uh, your Super Bowl every year is it. and so two things. What time do you usually eat? And also, what is there anything on your Table that is probably not the standard. No, that's that's the one thing I did. I didn't have anything to contribute to this because we do pretty standard stuff. So, uh, like around two o'clock, two. You maybe eat that early, three. huh? Yeah, yeah. Wow. What time do you usually do it? Usually, it be, and it's usually because my whole family. And it's just a matter of like kind of getting everybody together, like brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews, and all that. So it was probably around standard dinner time. Okay, no, we do it. We do it early so you can. Get a second round, second round. before yeah. the day is up. So I remember sense. Preston. I remember years ago, a girl I was dating. We went to her family, her uncle's house down in Maryland. They had a a pre meal. They had the dinner like at two o'clock. They had like a second dinner. I mean, I'm like, oh yeah. my god! Mm-hmm. I felt it was like a thousand degrees in this house. It was you were just gorged. That's how you do it. Uh, I will go next to Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Good morning, Sarah. Are you there? All right, Sarah says filet mignon stuffed with lobster. Whoa, wow. They would have that every year. That doesn't sound like Thanksgiving, but it sounds really Uh, good. Yeah, I would imagine if that is in place of the standard Hmm. Thanksgiving meal. I know Um, a lot of people buck the, uh, and we're we're, we're talking about something that's a little bit more unique, like, you know, Twizzlers. Right. But but, um, but there are departures from the standard turkey. Yeah. 
Yeah, I worked at a restaurant, and I had to work on Thanksgiving night one year, and my buddy was there. Did he an was, angel come to you? No, but he was so mad that they went out to dinner on Thanksgiving that he's like, he ordered spaghetti. He was so oh, pissed really? off. It was his oh. own personal <laughs> rebellion. protest. Yeah, yeah I like, got you. So you can have anything. I mean, the purpose of it is to sit down and be thankful, thankful. for what we have. So yeah. it doesn't have to be a turkey. It's just supposed to be a... A hearty meal, you know. Could of some be Twizzlers. Type, so, but it could be Twizzlers. <laughs> uh, I'll go to Katina. Katina? Forget the moose. <laughs> for a moment. Get for a the moment, moose. please. <laughs> Why don't you forget the moose for a moment? What is it you guys have that is a little bit out of the ordinary? We have this Greek recipe. It is stuffing, but it's rice. Um, I think there's pine nuts, liver, and mm-hmm. chestnuts. Every year we have it. God, that sounds awful. It does sound <laughs> terrible. Who no. makes it? It's who, so good. Who makes it, Katina? Oh, my my grandmom used to make it, um, and now my mom makes it as a tradition. I love I love Greek, um, you know, uh, dishes, and I've I've not heard of this one. It does. I agree with Nick. It doesn't sound that all that good. Do you have anything else uh, that's uh, <laughs> you got anything else? else? I, yeah. Anything I mean, else I could? Can <laughs> I get a? We have feta. <laughs> We have olives. Yeah, I'm um, out. There's the olives again. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, is... I do have a couple appetizers that are Greek, but sometimes um, like green peas and a red sauce. There's there's a yeah. what is what is the dish? It's like a very flaky um, like pastry with spinach and feta. Is it? Uh, um, Spanakopita. Spanakopita is so effing good. Mm-hmm. Have you ever right? had Spanakopita? Oh yeah. Oh, it's okay. so good. Very tasty. Could you make us some? Thank you, Katina. <laughs> we'll see you at. Thanksgiving. Spend it, go uh, Let me go next to Mike. Yo, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning, guys. Hey, buddy. All right, so what's uh, not quite the traditional feast that makes it into your Thanksgiving feast? So it's a thing called a tortere. So tortere. it's a French-Canadian kind of thing. It was my grandmother's recipe. Mm-hmm. It's uh, ground pork cooked with onions and cubed little potato, white potato. Okay. And then... Baked in a baked in a um, uh, regular pie crust kind of thing. It's kind of a meat pie. It's got seasoned with a little bit of huh. egg and cinnamon to it. Is it Dude, served with so a delicious. sprig of Twizzlers or? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Preston, does that sound good to you? It does sound yeah. really good. Uh, yeah, it's a. It, it says here. Nick just pulled out the recipe. It's essentially, it's a French Canadian meat pie. Meat pie. Yep. Do you put any kind of a sauce on it? No, it's uh, the juices in the, are from the potato and everything. Hang on. Itself. Let me put some sauce on there for you. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, oh, sorry. That sounds good, Mike. I, it, uh, is that uh, anything else uh, go away from, or that is your tradition, but, you know, as opposed to the standard American traditional meal? Yeah, I mean, we do. Um, we normally have 18 to, like, 30 people over, depending on the oh. year. So uh, this year it's just six of us. But normally I'll do, like, a whole rib roast on the smoker, that kind of stuff to go along with nice. the turkey. Okay. I remember one time when I Thanks, we, Mike. I actually, you know, I always heard the, 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 the phrase soup to nuts. And I did not realize that in, like, traditional Italian homes, they will do the soup to nuts. And they will finish with. They finish with nuts? With, with nuts. Wow. You know, and, and I, I felt like a complete idiot. Oh, oh I, now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll go to Tina. Hey, Tina, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Same, Same to you. you. I'm excited for it. Or, uh, what, what is it that you guys have that normally your family would have at a big feast that isn't part of the traditional American Thanksgiving fare? So I come from a large Italian family, hmm. and uh, we always have raviolis, meatballs, sausage, and uh, garlic bread. On that the sounds table. damn good. Now, is that with oh, the turkey and the trimmings, too? Oh, yeah. Everything. Okay. Everything. You got everything on there. Pearl onions. You got... 
you know, your green bean casserole, everything. Yeah. At what time in the evening do you usually start hemorrhaging and praying to die? Yeah. <laughs> About 3 p.m. Because <laughs> that's a there lot of food. There you go. You, you that you need that long. Yeah, right, thanks, yeah. Tina. Pie, donuts, and coffee. You know? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. so we will do we will do turkey. Clearly, yeah. uh, thanks uh, the uh, stuffing, uh, mashed potatoes, green bean casserole. My wife usually makes this potato casserole. We have like five different kinds of potatoes. Um, we'll do a uh, the cranberries. They're, they're kind of fresh, the way Marissa does them. Right. We'll do. Uh, I think that's the that's mainly it. Sometimes a sweet potato dish, as well to add Mashed to. Mashed potatoes, gravy, and cranberry sauce. Is so there anything you phone in, or you make it all from scratch, like the gravy and everything? Uh, the gravy I would phone in if we're going right. to make gravy. That I'll just buy pre-made because gravy is a pain in the ass to make. It is. Uh, and, and to get it right, my mom would make giblet gravy, which was excellent. Do you? Uh, so you, you still go? The, you take the giblets from the turkey and, and do the real up, yeah. slice them up and all that. That's how, that's the real standard way to do it. My mother was a southern cook and used to do it that way as well. Uh, do you, you go organic turkey or do you do powdered? Uh, we do, we do uh, instant. Instant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Rochelle orders a fresh turkey. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I will pick that up uh, Wednesday. And uh, we'll have that ready to go. As opposed, we I've done frozen turkeys before, and they're great too. You just got to make sure you thaw them all the way out. Yeah, and I'm not. That is a big mistake. And I'm not brining this year. We've we've brined the past several years, and it's great. But I don't have time to do it this uh, because of what we we got going on uh, for the day. So I'm not going to be able to brine it. Unfortunately, well, that sucks. That's uh, the one thing I want. That same chef I was talking to. That's the one thing she recommended. She said people usually skip it. She's like, don't skip it. It yeah. makes it that much better. Yep. Don't I, skip it. Let me go. <laughs> Who was that? It's the great Brian God. Let me go to Mike. Hey, Mike, you're on the air, bud. Mike, are you there? I'm there. Yeah. All right, Mike. <laughs> what's up, buddy? What do you What do you have that is uh, non-traditional? We have everything else. We also have baked pork and beans with sliced hot dogs in it. Beanie weenies. Beanie weenies. That's what it's called. Huh. Yeah. And, and this is been mashed potatoes. And this has been a tradition forever. Uh, it, it's been around for a long time. I, I don't remember having it as a kid, but as we started circulating houses and stuff like that, it's a it's a big request. Even my daughter asks for it now. I remember okay. years. So I can. So my neighbors years ago, growing up, they would have a pizza every a pizza with everything else, but the huh. pizza would be cut up for the the younger the kids. kids. Okay, and so you would always see a pizza on the. Interesting. Yeah. I've seen a few texts come in and um, talking about oysters on Thanksgiving. You guys yes, heard of that? Yeah, I've heard so of that. This so, one is one that I've never heard of: it. homemade mac and cheese with oysters. My grandma, uh, my grandma still uh, makes it because of my grand. It was my granddad's favorite, but he's been dead for fifteen years now, yeah, and nobody stop. else likes it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but several texts coming in where people were talking about oysters being a part of their Thanksgiving dinner. I think some of these things are still around because granddad liked them. Probably. Yeah. I like you know oysters. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> He's over in the corner screaming. Oyster stuffing. And oyster stuffing is yeah. kind of standard. I've seen that too. I've never had it. I've never. I've never made it. I've never had it. I just. It's and disgusting. I don't <laughs> But why do you want it? I I wanted to make him make it. Who invited just, Granddad? Just to make them make it. <laughs> he demands it every year. You're not going to change my diaper. You're going to make it. <laughs> One or the other. Yeah. 
I just I, and I like oysters, but I just I don't know. It doesn't seem to seafood and Thanksgiving doesn't really match for me. But actually, the original Thanksgiving there were like eels and oh yeah, right. and lobster. They had, yeah, lobster. So, so if you go if you go through the menu yeah. items, there 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 were a whole bunch of things that were part of that original deal. Yeah. Ambrosia was a part of it. Yeah, yeah they made uh, they made marshmallows out no. of uh, acorns. <laughs> acorns. That doesn't sound good. They, they actually hey. painted them white. They had some extra paint aboard the... Uh, Ambrosia is car. really yummy. You guys ever had it? Yes. I, my neighbor... Uh-huh. You know what? I keep, Preston, I I had it so much I got sick of it. I okay. just can't stand it. Because Melanie has two other things that are just... That are similar to Ambrosia, and I love them all. So let me go to her. Hey, Melanie, good morning. Good morning. Hi, Melanie. What were those other items that you were going to mention? So, um, pistachio salad or Watergate salad. Yes. I don't like, like that salad. It's, yeah, it's kind of like ambrosia. So it's got like the uh, the pineapple. It's got the pistachio pudding in it. Cool Whip. It's oh. yummy. Oh. It's really it's, good. I'm not familiar. It's really good. I just they always have it out during the dinner and not the dessert part. And I always just thought that. Yeah, was that it seems like a dessert. Yeah, have it for dessert. I I agree. Thank you, Melanie. It By does the way, it have a very does it have a very tangible pistachio taste? Oh, very much. So. Okay, it's right. good. But why? Why the name Watergate Salad? Because the Watergate Hotel yeah, created no. it. Oh, they did? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought, okay. Now it makes sense, doesn't it? It does make sense, yes. It's like a Waldorf salad. I still want my oysters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Somebody says, has Preston ever spatchcocked the turkey? Have okay. you ever spatchcocked the turkey? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, when you were a bachelor. <laughs> you split it. Uh, split no. this bitch wide open. <laughs> Spatchcocking is split. <laughs> So, oh yeah, uh, it's like butterflying it. Uh, yeah. I guess, do you have to bone it? I assume. Yeah, you oh, got to get it like up. Uh, you bone, it. bone this thing. Oh, <laughs> you. You're gonna be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that term before. No, I would never. No, I wouldn't do that. Spatchcock it. I, I, yeah. Roasting is the way to go. I've, I've deep fried them. We all know the history with that. Uh, and. <laughs> And I've uh, brined, brined and, and roasted. Never grilled, smoked, or anything like that. Do you know what? I don't, I don't know. save for a slice here and there. I've never had um, a full deep fried turkey. You yeah. know. Well, you tried to set the radio station on fire <laughs> a few years back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so there are, if you're going to deep fry a turkey, there are a few things that you need to make sure that you don't do. One thing is you don't go, it needs to be a thawed turkey. Oh, yes. You, you need to go cavern up, not cavern down. Okay. Uh, also, make sure that uh, you... Um, away you take, from the house. Away from the house. You yes. also take into account displacement. Okay? Yes, of yes. the oil. <laughs> don't fill it to the brim You're exactly with oil. Right. Yeah. Casey, yeah. you still have tons of footage. In fact, there's... there's I mean, there is just you can get a you can go for hours watching YouTube videos of failed fried turkeys. Yep, it is good though, man. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it is good. Let me go two more quick calls because Brendan's been on hold for a long time, and then I'm going to go to the other one, Casey. I'll go to uh, Brendan. Hey, Brendan, how you doing? You guys rock. Ah! All right. So, what's an off the wall plate that you guys always have at Thanksgiving? Suet pudding. Suet. Okay. Hutset row. Never heard of that. It's a type of, like, pudding, but you boil it with uh, suet. It's like a little type of pit fruit. Okay. Yeah, it tastes like, I, I don't know, I just don't, I'm not a big fan of it. And it feels like it's a consistency of a jelly, Ooh. but it's pudding. Yeah, so that sometimes, they, you know, there's some tradition that's out there, and, and people don't even really like it, and you still cook it anyway. Are you, are you and, familiar oh. with that song, Preston, from here's a hut, 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 row, on the road, and on the road, I remember from the... 
Oh, Looney, the Suits Party? Yeah, I remember yeah. that from the, the cartoons. Tunes, yeah, yeah. Set, I, uh, I, Cinderella, and so on, so, so on, so on. So forth. I Something. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, I thought right. suet was a part of that. Don't I know. Thought, I thought suet was bird seed food. Bird seed food? <laughs> yeah. Am I completely wrong? I don't know. Ah. Do they do things on the cheap there, though? No? <laughs> no, I'm serious, man. Like, you can, you can go to the bird feed store and buy some suet. I go to the burger store. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. All right, let me go to this call. I think I have someone named Gary. Oh, Gary! <laughs> Wait, hello? How you doing, everybody? Oh, it's oh, the Gary. 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 Hey, hey, Gary. I love my family, and thank you for what you did last week, guys. And uh. cream, cream corn's got to go. Cream corn. You oh, do not like cream corn. It's disgusting. Do you, so what What? What would we find? Because you know what? We've actually had, when Gary's been here at the station, and Matt Cord would do his Christmas family get-together, uh, Gary, you'd prepare a couple of dishes, and uh, the stuff was pretty good, I have to say. Well, thank you very much, Press. Uh, thank you very much, Steve. I'm very, uh, it's I'm Kathy. Very grateful to you. Hey, by the way, hold on. I have I have audio of Gary making cream corn. Here, listen. It's good. That's you put it in a butter churn. You guys are too kind to me. Yeah. Uh, Hi, sweet tea. Good. How are you? I'm just wonderful, honey. I'm just peachy. You sound good. I, I feel great, man. I feel great. I just want my life back and get back to work, babe. You will. You will. I know, and I can't wait to see my family. I truly miss you guys. I truly, genuinely, truly miss my family. When we when we get past all this, um, I promise you're going to get to spend the weekend at Kathy's house. Oh, <laughs> look, I, I'll do anything for you guys. You know, okay. I, I would move moons for you. So. All right. Well, we we appreciate that. And nice. have a wonderful Thanksgiving with all, with all your families, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Gary. Thanks, Thank you Gary. Very much. Oh, Thank you very much. Gary! Have a great day. All right. We'll see you later, Gary. <laughs> Gary usually doesn't call in that way. That's no, pretty cool. No, no, yeah, we used to his soul call. Yeah. It's like normal. All right, well, listen, uh, I think we should take a break because we have a guest coming up at Oh, nine. that's right, yeah. yes. Yeah. All right, so why don't we do that? But thank you. It was just interesting peer into what some people end up with on their Thanksgiving Day table that normally, you know, by tradition isn't there. But yeah. in your family, it may be. So thanks for the heads up. We appreciate it. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. And Jeff Dunham's going to be yeah. joining us when we return. So stay put. Glad you asked. Low cut Connie. Bush. Avatar. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Uh, text uh, came in, kind of interesting. It says, What's up, chumpies? Hello from Doha, Qatar. Ah. Here for work, and I have to quarantine in the hotel room for seven days. Glad that I have the app. Nice. Well, thanks for checking in all the way around the world. How far? Well, I wonder what the time difference is between here and Qatar. It's eight minutes. Yeah. Is it eight minutes? At least. At least. <laughs> it's a weird thing that we've, wow. we've worked out an agreement with them that they just stay eight okay. minutes behind. Well, they uh, say it's five o'clock somewhere, right? Yeah, man. And it's five o'clock in Qatar. Do you say... Do you, oh, yeah. do you ever say cutter. cutter? Yeah, people do say cutter. You're right. You're, you are correct. I think that actually might be the proper way to pronounce it. Um, Guitar, uh, cutter. I don't know. That's that's pretty cool. I love having listeners. We used to, for yeah. a while, we were doing that uh, pin in the map mm-hmm. yeah. thing. Where you listen yeah, to us. Where you listen to us. Ramana's actually 
pretty comprehensive. Mm-hmm. We we don't have that anymore. That's uh, not a no, feature. Okay, I don't no. think so. All right. Hey, I know, okay, uh, by the way, we're waiting for uh, Jeff Denham uh, to get in touch. But I did see the story that I wanted to mention earlier when we were having our discussion about uh, the Thanksgiving meal. Yes, uh, this is a follow up. I think it's a really sweet tradition that has continued. So uh, continued um, the viral Thanksgiving grandma. Uh, you may remember this story. Wanda Dench uh, welcomed uh, her for a fourth year her accidental grandson Jamal Hinton. So there was a, he was a stranger who is now like family thanks to her famously misfired text. She sent out a text. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, a strange number and and told him about Thanksgiving dinner and he right. took him up on the uh, <laughs> on the whole thing. And so unfortunately, her husband passed away from COVID this year. So this is the first time. Uh, that they didn't have him in attendance, but uh, he's been going every year. Denton and Hinton, who is now 21, recently had Thanksgiving dinner in her Mesa, Arizona home. They did it a little bit early, uh, and they remembered Lonnie Dench and talked about their four-year relationship that they had together. That's I, wild. I, I love that, 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 first of all, that that happened, and they continue to do that. I think it's really cool. Uh, she had said... Uh, our Dench had told uh, the New York Times, it's going to be different. My first Thanksgiving without him. My husband was always right behind me telling me how proud he was of Jamal and me for what we've done. Uh, this year, the pair placed a framed photo of Lonnie on the table and set a plate aside for him to honor him during their annual tradition. Mm. Uh, Hinton had tweeted in April that his adoptive grandparents, he would call them, were battling the coronavirus. He later tweeted that Lonnie had passed away from the virus. He said, but Wanda told me, all love and support she was receiving put a huge smile on her on his face. So I thank every single one of you guys for that. Uh, despite the loss and heartbreak, Dench and Hinton said that uh, they're happy to have each other. Um, he had said, uh, Hinton said, I'm just grateful that we're here and are together. Uh, I don't know what I would be doing during the holiday uh, this year, uh, last year, or years before if I didn't have Wanda in my life. So I'm just grateful. All by accident. I love that. That's, That's a great story. Yep, it is a great story. So uh, so they continued the tradition, and they will keep going. And a lot of people ate, thought that was a really cool thing. Of course. It's heartwarming, as they say. Yep, agreed. Uh, so Jeff still hasn't called in. Where, um, where is he? I don't know where. <laughs> Reach. I'm sorry. I just get pissed off with people on punctual. I got you. Well, I, I, I just lost my ethereal sound there for a second. That's how angry it was. For a second, I appeared on your earth. I always want to make sure that I didn't make a mistake and... Uh, uh, there's no evidence that would, um... Well, maybe he's talking to someone else. He's on a tour, right? But he's making calls on his own. Oh, that's Normally they go through, like, a switchboard or something like that, so... When they do it on their own, the audio quality is always better, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, then we'll take that. Reed, did you used to do your own thing, or...? I did. Okay. I did. Okay. Hey, Reed, do you know, uh, Kelly Ripa sent us a nice little message last I week? I do, and I think she's a, she's a wonderful gal. Of course, she sent a message out. Lovely. And I hear you guys raised... 500 quadrillion tons of food, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome. You, uh, you, you uh, gain the weight of the entire solar system. No. Uh, is the weight of the food. And these, these young fellas out there who are now uh, 200 years old. Hey, I... Did you guys notice uh, Christmas lights popping up? I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I did. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm putting them up uh, either today or tomorrow. Well, Walmart has launched a... What? You just said notice, man. Oh, I, I didn't even know I said that. Spasmodic noticer. Uh, Walmart has launched a Christmas tree delivery program. That's right. And even a Christmas lights installation service this year. Okay, so what's that run? Put your lights up for you. It's pricey. 
Uh, My friend just did that for the okay. first time. She she hired somebody to come and do the lights. Okay. And it's expensive, right? Yeah. Actually, Walmart is fairly inexpensive to some I've heard. I talked to somebody. Like, like put a, spend a couple grand on it. Yeah. Oh, easily. no. Sh- okay. Well, so t- tell me what the Walmart one is, and I'll tell you what tell hers us. is. All right. So they'll drop off things like reeds, points. Go ahead, Pesta, Tell them. Tell them how much it costs. The retail giant... <laughs> You sound like Mrs. Voorhees telling uh, Jason. Tell him, Bobby. Tell him. Kill some. Kill I'll, him. I will kill her, Jason. Just as she's a, a, the, my reticence is because she's a actually a delightful young lady. <laughs> she's doing some summer work up here at Camp Crystal Lake. She's trying to work her way through college. So naturally, I'm a little reticent to smash your head in with a baseball bat. Kill her, Mommy. All right, I will. And I want to make you happy, too, so you can understand how I'm split emotionally. All right, so anyhow, the retail giant has partnered with Handy. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course. Keep going. For its Gosh. lights oh, yeah. installation oh, yeah. program, oh, yeah. which is limited to what single... What those fellas doing up on the house there? <laughs> <laughs> single or double-story homes. Installation on a single-story home costs $129. That's nothing. Wow. While for a double-story is $199. What, do they tape a flashlight to the side of the house? However, those prices only include labor and not the actual Christmas lights, extension cords, or clips. And if you want them to remove your lights, it costs you $99 for a one-story home and $159 so for a So, do they have a package that includes the lights with the installation? It doesn't say that. In Why this- would they include that? particular story. I don't know. But I knew someone, yes, who did get their lights and it looked great. I'm like, man, your house looks awesome. We, You know, I'd be interested in something like that. And then she told me it was, I want to say it was over like $3,000 and I was like, and eh, eh, yeah. just to go up and look nice for a month or so? No, thank you. No, so, so go ahead, Kathy. No, I was going to say, so my, that, I mean, what Walmart's offering is is pretty cheap. So um, my friend paid uh, 600 and they lined the second story. Uh, they lined both stories, but but they went up to the to the second story. They were able to do that. Uh, and then they put up, which, and so it came, that price came with the installation. It came with the lights, which they get to keep, obviously. And then they installed whatever other lights she had that she wanted on the ground or elsewhere. So so what if you have like a like a three-story house? You just say you, I you triple it, right? The price? Good question. Probably. I don't know. Who thinks so? able to answer, Steve? Maybe even more because you got to go up higher and it's more dangerous, you know? I don't know. Yeah. You got to consider that. I uh, I it have is. my setup all set. I'm I here's what I do. I set up my elaborate Halloween setup. You know, it's pretty elaborate <laughs> yeah. this year. I leave I run all the cables. I got it down to a science. And then what I do is my, my, my Santa and everything is set to go this weekend, coming up there during this week. I set up everything and then flick the switch after Thanksgiving. The ones that look the coolest to me and I will never be able to achieve, I think, are the ones that line the framing of the house. That, yeah. that go Well, that's why she did it. Right. That, that yeah. look really straight yep, and even. Exactly and and they And they are, they are the, you know, the, the gutter line and the mm-hmm. very, very top Simple, of the roof. Simple, beautiful. Yeah. They look Excellent. I would never be able to do that. Number one, it's really dangerous. Number two, I would just, I'd be up there fumbling with yeah. stuff and mess it up. Wouldn't and, the way to go to just put it up there and then fix it in place and then do it sturdily it. enough and then shut leave it off it. after the fact? You know what? You might, with the way LEDs are, the lights are getting smaller, you might be able to do that eventually. But you couldn't just leave you, the big bulbs up there year round. It, yeah. it would look trashy. I did that when we first purchased a home years ago when we got married. I did that. I spent lots of time. I was on the roof. I did, you know, and, and heights don't bother me at all. Uh, and then um, 
light bulb started <laughs> light bulb started going out on me and it was like extremely frustrating and then I just I was like over it I was I was like I'm not doing all this work for nothing so then I stopped for years and then we just did the the yeah. candles in the windows it's nice too now I'm back but I don't I'm not doing the um I'm not going to do the lining I, I'm not going to do lining the roof and all that stuff I last year I just I bought those those net lights, put them over the bushes. They're easy. It looks good. If you're going to do simple, yeah. make it make it nice. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, massage therapist that I go to was telling me not long ago, her neighbor, dude, fell off the roof and oh died gosh. last year while putting up Christmas lights. It's yeah, my friend did go. It's, uh, you gotta, you, you've got to. Now, they weren't being secure with the ladder, so, you know, they were A girl I used to know, Preston, her father dressed as Santa Claus, and, and they, they found him in the chimney. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, he got stuck. And then oh. they, they, oh they had these little creatures that they got from a Chinese. Little green monsters yeah, yeah. i know well, they don't gal. start off green you yeah. know they, they eventually turn green you got to be careful don't feed them after midnight i, I guess a theory about that movie uh, you do oh well sorry. our guest is ready to go all right so should we hold on your theory on yes, that movie yeah, we really <laughs> should another time uh our next guest is ready to go he has actually he's got his holiday special it is actually titled his completely unrehearsed last minute pandemic holiday special it's a good title uh it is and it'll be on comedy central on friday at o'clock this is uh jeff dunham everybody yeah Jeff, good morning, sir. Good morning. Wait, I want to hear what, what's the theory about the gremlins. <laughs> All right, let's right, It's an analogy for uh, drug taking. So, like, you really should never take drugs, and especially shouldn't take drugs after midnight. Mind you, Jeff, I came up with this theory while high. So, <laughs> take it with a grain of salt, and I can flush it out later, and I'll, I'll tweet it at you. Okay, cool. I, I'm, I'm going with that. I'm going to teach my kids that. That's okay. Yes, the gremlins, it. it will teach them drugs. Never feed your pusher after midnight. Right. Mm. Right. <laughs> All right, we're done this morning. Thanks, guys. And there it was. Thank you, Jeff Dunham. No. Uh, so you got your Comedy Central special coming up. Now, this was, you played to big crowds, and you, uh, obviously, this had to be a little bit different this time around, right, Jeff? Yeah, we went from, you know, the the big arena tours to me sitting around for eight months. Literally, I, I, I honestly don't know how some of these road warriors are doing it. The, the crews, everybody. You've seen the articles. We've all been on the road for years. I've been on the road now for 12 years, never took more than a couple weeks off. And now suddenly we go from 100 miles an hour to, ah, uh, this is my family. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, we've seen actually a number, like Burke Kreischer did one through here, and a couple of people have come through and done you know the, uh, the 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 parking lot comedy shows and and to to varying degrees of success. Bert's a big act, uh, you know, and so he he can he can do it. But for you, like I mean, yeah, you've you've played huge arenas and and done all this. Did did it require a lot of rethinking and replanning to get you pared down? Well, um, I think it would have had I gone straight from that big stage to this less than 100 people in masks at banquet tables at four people a pop. You know what I mean? Right. It would have been a big step. But honestly, because sitting around for so long, uh, you know, I had plenty of things to do. We did the YouTube videos and all that stuff, so I wasn't bored. But it, it was that drug of getting on stage and having the accolades. And so when I finally got on stage, and this was only shot three weeks ago, uh, I, I went from, you know, a, a, a 10 thousand people to four people it was my wife and me and our five-year-old twin boys for eight months and i was doing you know down to knock knock jokes and look there's a booger on your finger to finally being able to do a show for real people so when i walked out on stage for the first time there was a hundred people i was delighted so it wasn't that big a jump right right it was just just, so something at least a change of pace i I, i've said many times uh, to these guys here what years ago i was out in las vegas and I mean, you had you you were like 
everywhere in that city. And there was, I mean, you, you just were, were dominating. And I have to ask you when, when, you know, you have that kind of thing, I don't know if you, I think you had a residency out there for a while, uh, but whatever it was, Jeff, your name was all over the place. When you're like that firmly ingrained in a city at that point, is that kind of weird when you go in and walk around and, I mean, we, we think of Wayne Newton and other people who have, you know, had, had big success in Vegas. What is that experience like? Yeah, that was only for 10 months. I was getting ready for an NBC special, but still, it was, you're right. It's kind of weird driving around and there's your poster everywhere and you're on, and the driving billboard trucks are, is the big deal now. They, they take these flatbed trucks and put giant billboards on them and drive them around. And so, yeah, to, to, to walk down the street and go, oh, look, there I am going down the street. Yeah. And then people put two and two, two and two together and point and say, hey, that's you. Yeah, thanks a lot. Leave me alone. So, uh, <laughs> It, it is kind of weird, but I also think Las Vegas is a little bit like Los Angeles, where the people who live in those cities don't care. And there's a level of, of, of laissez-faire, or they just don't give a rip. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, so they, they, become, yeah they, they become immune to it. I, I, I remember early on in your career, how, how important were those YouTube videos of propelling you to that next level? Because I remember people would send me that, the uh, the... The, uh, Rock, the Dead, yes, yeah. over and over yeah. and over. Yeah, that was my second special on Comedy Central. That was in 07. And it was a perfect storm because uh, I came out with Ahmed the Dead Terrorist, and that was a little bit controversial. Uh, but then DVDs were, were huge at that time, still really big. YouTube was just making its stride where it went from not only the youth, but the military started embracing it, military families to send each other videos and, and share content. And then the you know normal folks, everybody, adults, everybody started to use the platform. So it was DVDs. It was that. It was Comedy Central being all over the world. And then I came out with Ahmed the Dead Terrorist. And then we did a YouTube video with Ahmed singing Jingle Bombs, which actually got me credible death threats, uh, which oh, actually did nothing, but, it did nothing but help the career. <laughs> <laughs> so a few good death threats can help a career. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, that all happened. And uh, so then my rocket got launched off into the stratosphere. And I, I really have been kind of scratching my head going, what the hell happened? Because it's kind of amazing. This, by the way, is where I truly believe we live in some sort of, uh, 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 what do you call it? a um, Alternate reality? Uh, yeah, no, like the Matrix. Oh, where no. <laughs> this is... Um, uh, not real because there's got to be a dad and a son sitting around somewhere playing us as a video game. And the son turns to the dad and says, "Dad, I'm going to make a ventriloquist famous and let him do giant arenas with thousands of people." And the dad goes, "That's ridiculous." Yeah, but yeah that could be fun. Try that, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. When you're uh, when you're creating characters in the uh, the research and development with your uh, with your uh, ventriloquist uh, dummies, I guess for lack yeah. of a better term, uh, would, who who does all that work? Because that's it, it's craftsmanship. Yeah, yeah, I built all the dummies, and that started out of a necessity in college when I was searching wow. for characters that would be unique to me. So I just taught myself to build dummies. And wow. as the technology and all that has morphed and, and changed, and uh, I've come up with different ways of building the dummies, and now it's down to sculpting them by clay, uh, 3D scanning the Jeez. heads of the clay, and then uh, then uh, printing the the, sh the shell of the head on a 3D printer, and then, of course, you got to install in all the mechanics and paint it and all that. So I've just kind of perfected that over the years, and I love it because it, it makes the characters unique. And then in this stupid legal world, nobody else has the rights to yeah. it. You know that when an artist creates an artwork, even if they're being paid for, that it's still legally their art, even if the other person buys it, they have the rights to it. So it's like, it's just, it's turned into a legal stupid mess. By the way, I wanted to mention, though, this special, and again, it comes out on Black Friday at 8 o'clock Eastern <laughs> Pacific, but everyone 
one of these jokes that I tell in that show, none of them had I ever told to any person on the planet before I walked on stage that night. All, new, never, all new material. Never tested yeah. them out. No, I never did, and I wanted to I'd do that so I could have this very conversation. And uh, I was so used to you know building shows over 12 to 18 months where I would try out every single joke, every right. single breath, get it timed perfectly, and then when you tape it, it's a layup. Right. But this time I decided, nope, I got together with a, a few writer friends. We came up, I told them subject matter and, and character, and they wrote jokes. And then I sat in my office for two and a half weeks and did nothing but piece all these things together. And then when I walked on stage, it was just me and uh, the audience, and I had I didn't know if they were going to work or not. So basically what I did was I tricked Comedy Central into buying an open mic night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but because honestly, that's part of the process. You know, that's the process of any comedy routine or anything of that nature. You've got to build it. You're, you're, you went out cold and let this be your first exposure to an audience. Sure, and yeah. I thought that was a, a great thing and a crazy thing until I started thinking about the late night guys and like you know you see Carson. My favorite thing was when he he'd do, be doing his monologue and a joke would just land flat. Yeah, yeah. And he would stick his hands in his pockets and looking around and uh, uh, and it would get a big laugh because everybody knew that that joke did not work. And so I knew that if that happened, everybody would understand that. So uh, there were a handful of jokes that didn't work, but uh, you know I think ninety five percent of the stuff the audience was great. And by the way, here in Los Angeles to get an audience like that, these people have to jump through higher fiery hoops. They have to have things crammed up their nose and, you know, be <laughs> yeah. tested for three days beforehand. So that audience was ready to rock. It was let, awesome. Let me ask right. you, when you in, in the world of comedy, it's always been this case. You have the prop comics and, and ventriloquist people, and they, they, they're they always have sort of been given short shrift. Did you have to fight sort of an uphill battle to get stage time when you were, you, you came on the scene as a ventriloquist? Well, let me see. Let's go to the uh, improv on Melrose, which is Hollywood as it gets. Let's see. On stage, we have Jerry Seinfeld, and then Jay Leno was up there a little while ago. And uh, then you got the guy with the dolls. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how well that goes over. <laughs> okay. Point taken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. It was tough. It was... Uh, you know, I was the unloved stepchild for, for many years. And I, I guess what happened after doing 20 years of comedy clubs around the country, I guess there was some sort of level of respect. Because uh, I've had a number of interviews by guys that I knew hated me back then. Uh, a, because I was a, a prop act in a, in a puppet show. Uh, and B, because the success was there in the clubs. But then after a number of years, I guess it was like, all right, he's done his time. So it's been, it's been more fun in the last few years than it ever has been. Not because of the success and the money, but just because people actually talk to me now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you're not a pariah anymore. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so you went out with it. You had a couple of Netflix uh, uh, shows last year, uh, Comedy Central, This Route. And, and is this a multi-show um, um, deal as well with Comedy Central? Yeah, yeah, this is the first time. Uh, I had a bunch of shows on Comedy Central. This is my 10th special. Okay. And the last few, there were two on Netflix, one on NBC, but now we're back to these guys, and they have a whole new crew there. And I'm really happy to be back because, like you said, they, they were uh, – it was them and YouTube that really got things started for me. So uh, it's a three-special deal. We got this one. If it works, uh, then, of course, we're going to do two more. And I don't know if it's going to be during this mess. Who knows when the vaccine is going to happen or when it's actually going to take effect. But if we if we have to do it again in the spring just like this, why not? It worked this time. And Again, it's on Friday night, and I. And also, this is one of my, this is my most family friendly one. I cleaned it up. We're all sitting around with our families. No, I thought I needed to because what shows are making the big numbers right now? It's the damn Disney sing-alongs for God's sake. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I thought, what the heck? Let's make it palatable for so even Grandma and a ten-year-old kid can sit there and watch the thing, and, and Mom and Dad don't have to cringe. So it's, right. it's fun for everybody. All right. So eight o'clock on Friday, and then it's going to be available uh, on demand uh, after that. So you'll be able to see it, and you can catch it for free on the. Uh, Central app 
That's per, it. per my information. Hey, you here. guys are awesome, man. I always appreciate chatting with you. Excellent. Thanks, Jeff. We appreciate it. Jeff Dunham, guys. Yay! Take care, brother. We'll see you. All right, uh, 8 o'clock, Comedy Central. That's on Friday night. By the way, he's a hoot. <laughs> Case doesn't like. Him. No, listen. I just <laughs> don't. Not, I don't. He's not your brand of comedy. He's not my brand of comedy. I got gotcha. you. That's all. I got gotcha. you, man. I'm, but I'm the but one Steve's who... right. He was ruling Vegas for a while. Yeah, I mean, I he mean, was like, the third... he was the sold out show to go to. He was the third highest paid comic in the world wow. behind Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, and then Jeff Dunham. Wow. I mean, just, I mean and you case you could not believe the saturation in Vegas. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, they're all looking. You know, all the casinos are looking for some. One for residency, right? And yes. I remember the first time I went out to Vegas, I saw these billboards for uh, like Danny Gans, and I'm like, Danny I Gans, don't, I don't know who that dude is. Yeah, you know, but song uh, and dance guy, right? N- no. no, he's a magician. He's a magician. He's a magician. Yeah. 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 All right, See, I couldn't even tell you. I thought he was more like a Wayne Newton kind of guy. Right. He's a Wayne Newton magician. <laughs> <laughs> Don Cushing. Wow. Um. Wow. All right. Well, anyhow, Jeff's got his oh, special. Am I wrong? Coming up. What does it say here? Uh, comedian, singer, and vocal impressionist. So, yeah, I was way off. Way um, then off. I'm way off. He's also dead. Uh, he um, is? Yeah. Moment of silence. Yeah. Well, Jesus Christ. Could, could be more wrong on that? When did he die? 2009. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Since there, he was a U.S. senator. <laughs> wow. This is the right guy, right? Taekwondo? Yeah. No. Yeah. These Danny impressions? Yeah. No, that's... Wait, that's Harper Lee. He was a before... Wrote To Kill a Mockingbird? <laughs> no. Uh, no. No. He did, uh, yeah, Las Vegas Strip. Danny uh, Gans? Yeah, Danny Gans. Okay. Oh, I was thinking of entirely. All right, I have something totally different uh, to bring up to you guys. Uh, Miller Fillmore? Uh, no, not Miller Fillmore. We were talking about him earlier. Earlier, today, yeah. yeah. This. Uh, no, this is a job for you, Steve. Oh! Uh, <laughs> review.org. They are offering up the ultimate holiday job offer. The website is looking for their chief holiday Cheermeister, their CHC. I am a cheermeister. Who will be paid $2,500 to watch 25 holiday movies in 25 days. The website says it will also provide the chosen cheermeister with yearly subscriptions to seven major streaming platforms like Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime Video, <laughs> HBO Max, Apple TV Plus, and Hallmark Movies Now. I got them all. I know mm-hmm. you do, but yeah. they'd give it to you for free. All right. And give you $2,500. $2,500. So you have so to you have watch, watch, you gotta watch a movie a day All right, and kind of give a review of what you think about those movies. Um, the qualifications are you have to be 18 years or older, eligible to work in the U.S. Your responsibilities include... Currently having a device uh, compatible for streaming. Watch 25 holiday movies in 25 days. Fill out a short post-movie survey. And that's it. That's it? Applications are now open until December 4th. Is this a one-person job or are they looking for a battalion of people? I think it's a one-person job. Huh. That they want to do that and you get paid uh, 2500 bucks. You've been watching your... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I watch a lot of the older ones. I just watched one of my favorite ones. I forget the name of it, but it's, it's the one with... Um, Candace Cameron Bure, where uh, uh, Jean Smart is the uh, is this fairy who uh, her life is expressed through shoes okay. that she has worn. And, and I remember you telling me about that it's one. one. Is it Christmas favorites. shoes? It's a Christmas shoes. Well, yeah, she works in a department store, and so but I think is the name of it Christmas shoes. It might be Christmas shoes. Yeah, because that sounds familiar. You know, the titles don't even matter. The plots don't even matter. Or am I thinking of the Red Shoe Diaries? Uh, that's that's thing. totally different. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally different. Uh, yeah, see if you can look a up. Shoes Addict Christmas. That's it. Is that it? That's it. That Candace Cameron Bure? Good yeah. Lord. It's really good. No, it's not. <laughs> Stop it. Rochelle has been watching them. I, I mean, and she is attentively yeah. 
zeroed in on you these might things. miss plot points <laughs> uh, i'm just i'm just sitting there yeah. like uh I, i'm staring at the ceiling oh uh, you know there's one where lacey chabert is a tour guide in uh, rome uh, my one issue with that, though, is that it's not. It's the reason why you watch these things is because you want to see all the house decorations and all mm-hmm. the, the cocoa and oh, there's a candy cane and your hot cocoa and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, not so much in the Rome one, but I loved Lacey Chabert so much because she has that lisp. Yes, you know, it's cute. It's very cute. Col- col- so that's why you watch that one. Coliseum. <laughs> She's like a, a oh, female yeah. cowper. We watched that jingle jangle. Cowper Christmas. Jingle oh. jangle. Um, okay, a very cowper Christmas. A very cowper Christmas. Oh, that sounds sick. You want some cinnamon in your? Soup. Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to uh, sort of jump topics there, That's but okay. uh, um, want to talk about abortion? No, 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 no. Staying on Christmas movies. God Almighty. Oh, very caliber abortion. Very no. Oh my God. Christmas movies, yeah. So we yeah. ended up watching that Jingle Jangle Press. You talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and it and it just debuted on on uh, Netflix. Did What'd you watch you think? it? No, I hear it's great. I I enjoyed it. I ended up, you know, classic me. I ended up falling asleep probably about three quarters of the, of the way into okay, it. So, so I the didn't, first three quarters are good. Well, and so I enjoyed it, and I had my kids watch it, and my daughter, who was not interested in the very beginning. Uh, about three minutes in, they broke into song and dance, and she was like, okay, I'm in. And so she loves these song and dance things. So, so what do you give it after uh, the first three quarters? Well, Press, you had given it. It was close to 100% on your uh, Rotten Tomato meter. Um, I mean, I didn't give it. I reported it. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay, I haven't yeah. seen it. So. Um, right. I, I enjoyed it, man. I really did. And I, you know, it just it was late on a Friday night. And what I'm waiting for is the new the new Kurt Russell, the the second uh, Santa Claus movie that he did for Net- he did one last year for Netflix. Yeah, and, and now it's fully. Uh, it's uh, Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus, Annabelle, Annabelle, played by Goldie Hawn. I didn't watch the first one, and it's you're saying it's I worth it? really enjoyed it. They have a whole bunch of cool ways. Listen, you have to go really, you have to really suck to be a, a holiday movie. I can't get behind. Yeah, uh, and uh, they uh, they no, have I a, liked it too. They have a whole bunch of inventive stuff, yeah. right? About how the the bag holds all the toys. Yeah, and, Christmas Chronicles. Yes, the first one came out in 2018. Uh, and then this one's supposed to come out this year, Steve. And uh, the whole it Goldie Hawn. comes Hon- out in two days. Oh, two days! The 25th. Goldie Hawn was a surprise. You didn't know that she was in it until the end. And now she's going to be fully in it. Spoiler Kurt Russell's word. a pretty cool, badass Santa Claus. Except you don't really know that it's her because she looks plastic. Hang on a second. I want to see I, what. I like Goldie Hawn. I, I like her too, but she's she's got a lot of work done. I want to see what they named oh, she's her. She's 100. In it. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. I clicked on the right one, right? Okay, hang on a second because I want to see. Steve, you know what I was thinking Annabelle. while Preston looks for that? You know what I was thinking when I saw the previews for that? I was like, that looks like Goldie Hawn's mom. <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> I think she looks great. She just had a birthday, and she I, and I think she's super talented, and, and those two together, it's a Christmas miracle, Kathy. All right. I'll, I'm in. I'll watch that. Yes, and it has a good sense of humor. It's fun. They, you know, give me. You know, what I watched Kathy. Did you? I was telling these guys. I, I watched the uh, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, Grinch. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty good. It, okay. Yeah, that one was good. Yeah, the one I cannot stand I though, and I realize we, I can't stand the is Jim the Jim Carrey one. Uh, yeah, I, I hate it. It's just, it's just annoying. It's too kinetic. It's too. It's trying too hard. Stop it. Uh, I, I never watched it. I didn't really. It, it didn't. I, I'm fine with the cartoon. Well, how yeah. long is the Benedict Cumberbatch one? Uh, it's about an hour and a half. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, the original one is, it's a half hour. 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 20 minutes without yeah, commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, speaking of Christmas stuff, and we'll, we'll touch on this for a moment, then we'll move along, but uh, experts warn that hearing uh, Christmas songs on repeat could be bad for your mental health. 
Uh, music goes right to our emotions immediately. And it uh, bypasses rationality. Christmas music is likely to irritate people if it's played too loudly and too early, according to clinical psychologist Linda Blair. Uh, from The Exorcist? That's right. <laughs> A different Linda Blair. That's the way I see it. I'm going to guess. <laughs> you can't play no Christmas music too early. <laughs> Uh, she says it might make us feel like we are trapped. It's a reminder that we have to buy presents, cater for people, and organize celebrations. The stress is unbearable. Some people react, will react to that by making impulse purchases. I am Pazuzu. Uh, which the retailers like. Others might just, uh, walk out of the shop. <laughs> Two real Christmas bells. Yeah. And it's a risk. <laughs> Uh, basically, it's saying if we walk in and out of a shop that's playing Christmas songs, that's fine. But we need to consider the people who work there who hear it all the time. I know. I guess it can be a little annoying in yep. some holiday stores. But, you know, any store that's open now is, is a wonderful thing. So Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, we're going to have less of an issue this time around, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you hear it on repeat all the time, apparently. Did you ever work in a store where they were... Got you bonkers. Did, did, like you worked at McDonald's. Did, did McDonald's have... They, McDonald's doesn't no, have a music system, no. right? Not a lot of listening. CBS right. did. CBS did? Yeah, they mm. would pipe, uh, pipe in music from some music type service. Right. I was wondering what it would be like if you worked in a place like uh, Margaritaville, like the restaurants. Right, where you <laughs> constantly... in a Buffett oh, all the time? Oh, man. I've never been, so is it just strictly... It's very cheesy. You okay. know, it's a, take the cheesiest parts of Buffett and apply it to a restaurant, and that's what you get. It's, you know, it's not awful, but it's... It's a lot of deep cuts. You don't really need to go, well, they yeah. run out of music, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah, they, yeah. You would hate it, Steve. <laughs> he runs out of music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he does a whole bunch of covers, does he not? He does. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he does. Yeah. But on the positive side, we hear he's a prick, so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyhow, keep that in mind if you're hearing it on repeat all the time. Linda Blair says it's not a good idea. Ho, ho, ho. Have you been a bad little boy? This is actually the song I had in my mind. Oh, really? Yeah. Though about in three weeks, you'd be like, oh, this is great. But right now, not so much. That song in uh, About a Boy, Santa Super Slay or whatever, yeah. that's not a real song, right? That's well, it is just now. A, well, it, is, is it a song that... Uh, no, I've never but... heard the whole thing. No, it's not a real song. They made it up for the film. They, they created a... A mythical, or I mean, a, a fictitious character. Okay, uh, his father who wrote the thing, not a mythical character. <laughs> I am the mythical father. It's a stupid sounding song from the little bit that they play yeah. in the movie. I'm like, come on, you couldn't come up with something a little more jingly and catchy than Santa's super sleigh. I'm sure that someone has come as has gone Look, and Sam, created it. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. All so right, yeah, yeah. you got me. There you go. You got me. That thing. Was massive. They even made a special out of it. Oh, they made an horrible. animated special Every out of it. Every stinking time they play that, I want to die. <laughs> How do you feel about I it? I hate it. Okay. <laughs> I hate the animated special. <laughs> I, and I love Christmas. I, I watch Hallmark <laughs> movies. I bought Hallmark watching clothing this year again. <laughs> I know. Well, you, you can hate parts of it. But it's yeah, awesome. yeah. You know, it's you know, like that, everything. Yeah, it's okay. That's why they, they, as I say, that's why Baskin Robbins makes 32 flavors. Uh, here, do you want me to read this uh, about the Santa Super Sleigh? In the book and the movie, it's based on the song exists in the same way that the shadows in Plato's cave exist. Yes, that's what Kathy was saying. They represent something that has a reality outside the cave of the story, but it never becomes part of the story itself, except as an explanation for why the main character, Will, never has to work for a living. His father wrote the song 
left the rights to Will when he died, and now Will gets royalty checks every time somebody plays it, which allows Will the twin luxuries of not having to work for a living and not really having to grow up either. It's kind of an interesting concept for a movie, though, for a character about somebody who never has to work just because he has the rights to a... A holiday song that took off. I liked his uh, his flat, as they say, his house. Yeah, real yeah. nice. Yeah. All right, we should take a break, I think, and come back and get into some bizarre file stories, but not before I give away some movie passes to a Christmas movie. Oh, Fat Man, Fat Oh, Mel Gibson as Santa Claus. It's a dark comedy. I can't wait to see this. Uh, the holiday season backpack is coming to town when a 12-year-old boy receives a lump of coal in his stocking. He hires a highly skilled assassin <laughs> to kill Santa Claus. Tis the season to get even. Uh, you can uh, buy or rent it and watch it tonight. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. And we'll take a... Is this a download that we're giving away? It is. Oh, it's right. available for, for download now? Caller number 16 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will set you up with a digital download. Give us a buzz. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment, and we will get to the Bizarre File story. so stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Wind picking up, and Bala Kim would look at the trees moving around out there, man. There's no leaves on those things, so we... Oh, yeah, leaves are gone. We're going to have... Uh, <laughs> gonna see, wind's going to be whipping down the boardwalk. Whipping down the boardwalk. It's gonna hey, be, bang! It's going to be like 30-mile-an-hour gusts, so uh, keep that in mind today. All right, we're going to do the Bizarre File, so let's do it. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Singe Propane Home Delivery Service. Makes life so much easier. Never leave your house for propane ever again. Visit cinch.com. That's C-Y-N-C... That's cinch spelled C-Y-N-C-H dot com. New Christmas lights. We are just talking about Yes. Were recently installed in the municipality of Oudenburg in Belgium. And they're supposed to look like candles. But the creators decided that a flame at the top of a white column was cliché. It was cliche. So instead, they put a blue ball on top of it. However, residents say the festive decorations look like male genitalia. Oh, no. Mayor Anthony Dumary says, of course, it was not our intention to install Christmas lights that remind people of a penis. You don't even want to see the Santa hats. I only only realized myself when they were illuminated, but (laughs) we have to see the humor in this. You're looking at video of this. Uh, what the hell is that? Let's just say that we will have the country's most talked about Christmas lights this year. So at least they have a good sense of humor. They're they're that. just ugly. I mean, even, even, they're, yeah, mean they're, they're stupid looking. Definitely phallic, but they're just yeah. stupid looking. All right, listen to these idiots. A chemistry question asked Tuesday during what was a 10th grade class references the police killing of George Floyd. From time to time, you have people who create these tests or quizzes at school and they try to do topical things and they do stupid things so the question reads and this was a um it was a chemistry question george floyd could breathe because a george floyd couldn't breathe because a police officer put his blank george's neck the answer is neon the element that sounds like neon. are you kidding me no i'm not kidding you classes are currently being held virtually at Arlington Public School, shortly after the class, a screenshot of the question started circulating on social media, and parents started calling the school. The teacher tried to the, the the post adds the teacher tried to pass it off as something that everyone would know, or it would be easy to get. In a letter in a letter to family sent Wednesday, the principal 
uh, said the secondary program, once known as Hippie High for its liberal approach to education, does not tolerate any form of cultural or racial insensitivity. We'll be meeting directly with the students in the class and we'll work with all of our students to process the incident. On Thursday, the superintendent weighed in saying that the teacher had been relieved of classroom duties while investigation related to this matter takes place. Uh, they said, uh, I want to assure everyone that this situation will be handled in accordance with our policies and all staff are held to the highest standards of professional behavior. So every now and then you get a moron. A police officer was punched in the face Monday by a woman who was allegedly upset that her pot-bellied pig was being impounded by the city. Officer Cole Ogden and two public works employees were attempting to corral the estrayed pig uh, in an intersection. The animal had been the subject of repeated citizen complaints, and its owner, Ariane Swenson, had been warned multiple times to keep the pig put up. How big a pig are we talking? They didn't indicate. Uh, As Ogden and Public Works employee uh, Jason Stokes and Logan Knight were attempting to detain the pig so animal control could impound it, Swenson allegedly came running toward them down the street. Swenson allegedly shoved Stokes and Knight in an attempt to get them away from the wayward pig and disregarded orders from Ogden to step back and, quote, let us do what we had to do. Uh. Swenson allegedly took a swing at Ogden with a closed fist, striking him in the face. Uh, that's a police officer. So Swenson has been charged with assault on a public servant and faces two to ten years in prison if convicted. But this person has been letting their pig get out in other instances, correct? Uh, yeah, so people have been complaining about You and pig. your pig? Now, her husband, Aaron Swenson, is currently being held in the county jail with a bail set at a million dollars. He was an alleged member of the Boogaloo Boys, allegedly live-streamed himself on social media in April, driving in the Texarkana area searching for a police officer to murder. So that's the chick's husband. Yeah, they seem like a like a sweet family. What a, what a lovely couple, yes. right? Family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's a story about an 81-year-old former Marine from suburban Chicago used his grandfather's antique Irish walking stick to chase off three burglars and deliver one with a thump in the head for his trouble. Dan and Barbara Donovan said that a man in a reflective vest and mask knocked on their door and said that he was a utility worker who needed to check their fuse box due to a recent fire in the area. Uh, Barbara Donovan said while they were in the basement with the man who was looking at their electric circuit panel, uh, she heard squeaking floorboards upstairs and realized something wasn't right. She said, I yelled, Danny, somebody's in our bedroom. She bounded up the steps, followed by her husband and the so-called utility worker. When the couple reached the main floor, they found two other men inside, one holding a pillowcase from their bedroom. Uh-huh. Dan Donovan began trying to chase the three men from their house, and that's when he grabbed his grandfather's shillelagh, which is an antique Irish walking stick, yeah. propped in the corner of the couple's dining room. He said, I was trying to find some type of persuasive weapon, so I picked up the Irish shillelagh, and it turned out to be the equalizer because I managed to chase him out of the house. Donovan struck the man with the pillowcase in the back of the head with the stick. The man held on to the pillowcase, and he followed his two cohorts outside, but Donovan, who was barefoot, followed using the shillelagh to deliver blows to the windshield and rear window of the men's SUV before they fled. Is He's 81, by the way. shillelagh's original intent as a weapon? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Because the shillelagh, we always think of, I always thought of it more as like a walking stick. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So that's what it, they, they said it was a but walking what, stick. And, uh, the question is, is it whether it's used as a weapon at any point? But he did use it that particular day as a weapon. And that is what I have for you in the Bizarre File. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. 
We'll try out the lesson question on you. We'll also get into trash music news. They have some big uh, um, auction items that are interesting in the world of rock that we'll get to in the music news. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. There's no better time to say I love you, and there's no better time to get engaged. Steven Singer's team of real experts are ready to help. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. As we're working our through, working our way through a dreaded Monday, short work week for us, hopefully for you as well as we uh, dive into the Thanksgiving holiday this week and all that it brings. Uh, we do have some things to do before we're done for the day, one of them being a lesson question, and we're going to give away a digital download of Westworld, the third season. If you're going to answer a question for me, so we're going to go back to, uh, yeah, let's go back to the 7 o'clock hour. What is the bad word in the phrase FML? <laughs> All right, let's see if you remember that. Yeah. Yeah, what's the bad, what's the quote-unquote bad word from the phrase FML? 215263, WMM heard us mentioning that this morning, then you should call now because you just might win. And we'll do the trash while you are calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Horizon. Horizon Services takes the stress out of fall heating problems by taking $50 off any heating repair. Two-year guarantee included. Horizonservices.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Paris Hilton took to Twitter on Friday to give herself credit for inventing the selfie 14 years ago in a picture with Britney Spears. Later on Friday, Hilton hopped on Twitter again to take credit for inventing the viaduct. (laughs) (laughs) Princess Eugenie has formally moved into Frogmore Castle, recently vacated by Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Eugenie says their first renovation will involve filling in all of those glory holes. (laughs) And finally, Bachelorette Claire Crawley and Dale Moss are already engaged, but now comes word that they're spending the holidays with each other's families. Claire says she can't uh, wait for her parents to finally meet the man who defiled her on national television. (laughs) (laughs) That's your Irish friend. All right, we'll see if we can find a winner. Uh, we wanted to know what the bad word is in the phrase FML, and I will go to Bill and see if he was listening. Hey, Bill. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. What is the bad word in the phrase FML? Well, I'm not sure if I can say it on air, but I believe it was life. 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 Yeah. Slide, yes. Well done, Bill. One moment, we'll get your info, and we will give you a digital download of Westworld third season, The New World. Free will is not free, and these violent delights have violent ends. Welcome back to Westworld, HBO's hit science fiction drama, and you can own it on digital, 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray, and DVD today. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Play it. All right, brought to you this morning by Primo Hoagies. Game day and holiday gatherings might be more intimate this year, but just because you can't host a Primo celebration doesn't mean you can't have a Primo Hoagie. Right. Locations at PrimoHoagies.com. It's not just a Hoagie. It's Primo. Dave Grohl has admitted defeat in the ongoing drum battles with 10-year-old Nandy Bichelle. The two have gone back and forth on various rock songs during the pandemic. 
Dave was a recent guest on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and he said there was nothing I could do. He said I was literally being called out by the school bully. I'll see you on the playground after school. And every time she would put out these videos on her page, it'd be like, oh, my God, I'm going to get my ass kicked again. Dave first took notice of her when she shared her take on Nirvana's In Bloom on YouTube earlier this year. Of the cover, Girl said she's beating the crap out of her drum set, and when she does drum rolls, she screams. And I was like, oh, my God, this kid is a force of nature. Uh, so he gave up. There is another. I just happened to be on one of her videos, and there was another. It's an older, um, maybe a teenager, maybe in young 20s, who is a, like a real rock chick, female drummer, who was just tearing it up. Does this sound even remotely Oh, dude, there's, there's loads of them. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's loads of them. The reason that this gal stood out, Nandy, number one, she's super-duper cute. Yeah. She's really tiny, and she does. The, she screams yeah, when yeah, she yeah. plays, and she's having a lot of fun. She's a good drummer. Yeah, For yeah. her age, she's a real good drummer. But there are ones that are like, you're something... Uh, Another level. You, you, yeah. You're from Krypton. Right, right, right. And something happened. I don't know what it is, but you're absolutely, you're, you're a virtuoso. You're amazing. She's fun and cute yeah. and creative and really good, but there are people who are better in their abilities. But uh, she's she's something else. She's a blast. I love following her on, uh, on Instagram. In a new thank you video posted online to ACDC fans, Brian Johnson alluded to upcoming concerts. He said, we want to see you in your hometown. We'll try everything we can to get there and play for you live. Play these great tunes for you live. He also asked fans to stay safe during the pandemic. Uh, Their album, Power Up, is now the fastest selling album of 2020. It is topping the charts in many countries around the world, as well as their single. About that, he said... Uh, we knew that it was a pretty good thing that we'd done. You know, we wanted to make Malcolm proud of it, and made uh, and it made us proud because we'd made Malcolm proud. Uh, he seemed genuinely thankful and said, four years ago, you got to remember, uh, we were all but over." Some people thought, uh, some people had thought that, and they forgot about the ACDC spirit. You never give in. You never leave your wounded behind. You always come back. Never give up. Uh, Johnson had said that uh, ACDC will be releasing a virtual performance sometime soon. While he and Stevie Young will be in England, Phil Rudd will be in New England, and uh, it says here Agnes will join from Sydney. <laughs> Agnes. <laughs> cool. Yeah, hi, I'm here in Sydney. I miss all you. It says Agnes. <laughs> is that Agnes? <laughs> yes, she is. I want to tell you. <laughs> His name is Angus. Oh. <laughs> that is great. What a great service we have. Hey, yo. All right, two more quick things. Hey, yo. Thank you. That's Agnes. Uh, the evening that John Lennon was shot and killed, he signed a copy of the album Double Fantasy, his last album, and he signed it for Mark David Chapman, the man who would pull the trigger five hours later and kill him. Now, that piece of tragic history... Going up for auction. That actual oh. album is going up for auction. How, how do you, uh, how do you feel about that? Is it is it a little ghoulish? Um, there is yes, there is something that is a little bit strange about that. But it is also, it's John's final autograph. It's a moment in time, you know. Yeah. it's certainly a a moment in history that changed music, um, and ended one of the greatest musicians live so i would have to say it's worthy of, yeah. Yeah, of being an item yeah uh the signed album is part of golden's auctions holiday auction which opens on november 23rd uh as the listing points out the front of the record features lennon's signature in blue ink on ono's neck with the year 1980 inscribed below it also is smattered with police markings 
since the album was submitted as evidence during Lennon's murder investigation. Uh, the bidding starts at $400,000, by the way. And then another one. How about this? The drum kit that Neil Peart played between 1974 and 1977, both on stage and on albums like Fly By Night and 2112, will soon hit the auction block. The Chrome Slingerland drum kit, which Neil purchased just weeks before his first Rush concert in August of 1974, will be auctioned by Bonhams, which placed eighty to $120,000 in pre-auction estimate. You going to go for it? Man, if it wasn't, if I had the money. <laughs> Could you imagine trying to get that one pass, Rochelle? I know. Uh, uh, I got to believe it's going to go for Can more. I balance the checkbook this month? Uh, the drum kit features blue drum heads, each with Rush's then logo, plus Neil on one head and Peart on the other. Uh, the kit also comes with a 14-inch tom with chrome wrap and the original head signed by Neil. Uh, Peart had bought the drum kit from his local music store, Long and McQuaid, and soon after played it on stage during his first concert with Rush, August 14, 1974. The drum kit was also brought into the studio and employed during the recording of Peart's first three studio albums with Rush. So it's on Fly By Night, Caress of Steel, and 2112. Also, uh, he also played the drum kit during the recording of the band's first live album, All the World's a Stage. Uh, for over a decade, the drum kit remained in storage until March 1987 when Neil donated it to Modern Drummer Magazine for their Neil Peart's drum set giveaway. Here's where I have a little bit of contention because I remember that. Uh-huh. And um, I don't think this is the same one that they that they gave away. I is think it's a ripoff? Gave, no, I think, well, I don't think they gave away the Slingerland kit. I think they gave away one of his Tama kits. Okay, because uh, we're looking at the drum heads and Rush is spelled with an L. Uh, no, that's not it. No, this is, um, I, I think, but I'm going to go have, back and research this because I remember clearly when they gave away his drum kit and, uh, you know, because I wanted it really yeah. bad. It's only $100,000. Uh, but uh, New York drummer Mark Feldman won the set and also received a signed letter from Neil while Feldman later sold the drum kit to the current seller. The signed letter remains uh, part of the item's provenance. Uh, the kit will hit the auction block between November 23rd and December 9th as part of Bonham's music memorabilia auction. Pretty cool. How much did the Ringo kit sell for? Remember that uh, the classic? Yeah, I don't Ringo remember. Kit? I'm not sure the what one that he put went. up on the risers. Yeah, I'm not sure what that went for, but it was uh, it was a pretty penny. That was pretty awesome. All right, and then one last thing: it's Free Music Monday, and I have a digital download of Sears or C Y R. Sear uh, the new album from Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing pumpkin. We'll take call number 15 at 215. I should have done 16. 16. But we're taking 15. 15. 16 minus 1. It would sound too desperate. Uh, 215-263-WMMR is the number and out this Friday from Sumerian Records. So let's Sumerian. put you on. It's, uh, okay. It says pronounce like sear, like sear a steak. So sear steak. Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. Call number 15. We're going to set you up. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. The letter of the day for the word of the week when we return and Pierre Robert takes over. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. First day back in our studio. Uh, we are working on totals from our Camp Out for Hunger, your Camp Out for Hunger, everybody's. And we will have those for you in the very near future. Once we uh, get it all together, everything's tallied and totaled up and brought to us, we will pass that along. But we um, have good um, 
have some uh, good outlook on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm dragging a little bit still, but it was uh, oh, yeah. it was uh, definitely definitely a uh, an interesting one. We'll have mm-hmm. our, our recollections and uh, take on it uh, when we give the totals. Yes. Uh, so I want to thank our only guest today, Mr. Jeff Dunham, Yay! for being on the show today. Uh, Jeff was promoting his. Uh, Completely unrehearsed last-minute pandemic holiday special. It's the name of it. Uh, it's going to be this Friday at 8 p.m. on Comedy Central. So take a look if you get a chance. It was nice to have him on this morning. Uh, we have a new Word of the Week prize. We're going to need a letter of the day. Case, looks like it's going to be you that I gives it to us. All right, Could so here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show brought to you today... By the letter... A is in Agnes. All right, it's in Agnes. Agnes Young! All right. I loved her forever. We are going to give away a four-pack of tickets for Winter on Broad Street, a holiday light spectacular presented by Deeds and Watson. And it's on Sunday the 29th at 6 p.m. Plus four Winter on Broad Street-themed merch items and a photo with Gritty, too. Gritty! Yeah, for tickets and showtimes, you can visit winteronbroadstreet.com. So get all that information right there. Pierre Robert, back from a weekend. How you doing, man? Good. I, I'm walking in, and um, I heard you guys talking about the windows. Do they seem better to you today or worse? Uh, they're just confused. They were They were slightly tinted earlier, and now we, they look normal. When you're outside walking in... Uh, it normally, uh, I call it the Borg now because it does have that Borg-like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cube. quality, cube-like yeah. quality, and it normally looks black. It's got a, a beautiful puke green shade to it. <laughs> it's a, really, it's so desirable these days. It's, a, it's, it's an amazing, vomitous look uh, <laughs> that the windows have taken on today. So, But they do seem a little more clear. Yeah. If, that, if that's puke green on the outside, I'll go with puke green. Cause yeah, I, I, I it's like a beautiful this. puke. This is a nice thing. Yeah. So it's It's good. Uh, man, I was going to ask you something. Well, oh, you know what? Uh, yeah, get ready for an interesting ride today. We had a bumpy start to the day, being okay. back in the studio for the first time. Okay. Uh, there were all kinds of little gremlins in the works. Mercury's uh, not retrograde anymore. It's okay. not? Well, it's we not. should be fine. Though right. It's it was... worked out now. Okay. Yeah. It was a tough start. Well, what it happened? Was. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing was working. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, literally pushing buttons, nothing working. Microphones not turning on. Headphones not working. Uh, it was it was a tough start. It's a ghost of Christmas past. Yes. For a brief period, we appeared unentertaining, and that was clearly a glitch. We rounded that corner to mildly entertaining. On firm footing now. We're now back to being a mild annoyance. <laughs> you kids are swell. So I thanks to the engineering staff, they got it under control. Uh, what's on the program? Today, um, well, we're going to get into workforce blocks of in excess. We've got the offspring, we've got Bruce, and we've got a bell. Fries are up. <laughs> <laughs> I love having my bells yeah. at the ready. But there I, are issues with having so many bells. You've got to have bells, if anything. And we'll have that free Music Monday gift that you have, the digital download of Sire, or well, how do you say it? Sire. I think it's Seer. Seer. The yeah. new sick double album from the Smashing Pumpkins. Six. Seer. Uh, Sounds. Seerasanus. Syraranus. Anyway, CYR. And I will have a Grateful Dead 3 CD deluxe edition set of American Beauty and Working Ooh. Man's Dead. Wow. Courtesy of Dead.net. I've got that all this week, so that'll be fun. I love it. All right. Yeah. 
I want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show, and also brought to you by Meineke, doing car care right, and Virtua Health. Visit virtua.org for all of your health needs. Uh, tomorrow on our program, looks like uh, Mr. Jim Florentine will be joining. Ah, very cool. We'll talk to uh, Jim and see how he's doing, and I'm sure we'll have a few other things, topics to dive into, and uh, hopefully we'll give you a beat on what's up with uh, totals for Camp Out for Hunger. And thank you again to Pierre and all the other staff for broadcasting and everything. We'll do all that stuff uh, when we get the numbers. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Guys, you drop this bomb that Chuck D'Amico has dual citizenship and you don't even tell us what the second country is? Whatever the second country is, I bet you it's one that he'll never go to. Just like he's a room in his shore house that he's never been inside. Next message. Thank you to the BTS Army for helping us raise $930 for the Camp Out for Hunger. We love you all and a special shout out to our fellow Army, Steve. Next message. At my job, I wear headphones. So I'm rocking out the President's podcast, and suddenly I have to fart. So I'm like, you know what? It's cool, I got headphones on. I'm going to fart. I rip a fart. Everyone, me the Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.